Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. We're back at it. We were gone last week. I had to go to my sister's wedding, but I am here. I am back with my co-host, Mr. James28, for another... We still never came up with a name for this thing. Uh, bucket cast? Podcast? Jimmy's Jangles? I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something eventually. But uh, we have some special guests today. I'm very excited. Uh, last minute today, actually, I reached out to... Well, one of them reached out to me. Mr. Red Marsh reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm ready. Let's do this. And uh, due to some of the subject matter, I thought, You know what? I'm going to grab that too tall. Because uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about some roguelike stuff today. Uh, so they will be joining us here in just a moment. And like I said before, the young, the beautiful, the very talented Mr. James 28, my co-host, will be joining us as well. That is all I have to say. I think that's all the introduction we need. We're going we're gonna to learn all about Red Marsh and That Too Tall today, though. I have some questions for them. I'm going to go deep and hard. Maybe wide. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, if they want to unmute themselves, we're going to bring everybody in. Hi. Hello. Hi. Howdy. <laughs> How you guys doing? Oh, fantastic. Pretty good. Good. Good, man. So, great. like I said, below me right here, this is Mr. Red Marsh. He is a streamer on Twitch. Red Marsh, if, if you have the Twitch chat open, my uh, my Twitch chat, you feel free to post your uh, whatever. Plug yourself. You can put your uh, your Twitch, your Twitter, your YouTube, whatever you want to link in there. Let the people know who you are and what your, you're doing. Your your twatters. Yeah, twat all over my chat right now. <laughs> Hashtag twat my chat. We just I'm I'm uh, copywriting that right now actually. Your tweeters um, and your twitches. So, Red Marsh, I, you know what? I tried to internet stalk you, and I had a really hard time finding any information. Uh, I did, I did discover a few things in some clips. So, I, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions based on the little bit of information I did find, and then you're, you're just gonna have to, we're gonna have to figure out who you are. So, what I've got: number one, you're half Japanese. Is this true? This is true. Okay, indeed. I found that in like a clip or something. So most of these I was like from your from your Twitch, because I, I I had trouble finding anything else. Let's see. Um, there was a clip where you mentioned grad school. Nice. Yeah. Is that still indeed. a thing? Or are you still? Or is that still done a thing. now? Okay. I'm you still also, in grad school. You also mentioned taking care of your grandparents. Yes, I uh, I take care of my grandparents. Well. Um, I moved out where I am right now, which is in Illinois, to, uh, I'm from California originally. Ah, California. Uh, See, I knew I liked you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a California boy, born and raised. All right. And I moved out here when I was about 23 to Illinois and, uh, to take care of my grandmother who had a second stroke at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she was pretty debilitated, and my grandfather was the only one taking care of her, so he needed the extra the extra help. Okay. Well, that's that's amazing. And now that's good. Sorry, no, keep sorry, going. Finish. Um, my bad. Uh, and then recently, this last Christmas, actually, my grandfather had a stroke, uh, 
And um, so I t- have been taking care of him for the last like four or five months. Um, he's currently not here though, because my parents are taking care of him over him and my grandmother over the summer uh, to take the load off of me because I'm working 40 hours a week and taking like a summer school class. Wow. So yeah, so I don't really have time to take care of my grandfather right now. Well, that being said, thank you so much for taking the time to come hang out with us. Like, <laughs> sounds like your life is incredibly busy. So that means a lot. Thank you for being here. Um, now, uh, do you mind me asking these grandparents, are they the uh, Japanese side or the? Oh, no. Actually, these are my step grandparents oh, okay. um, on my stepmom's side. Uh, so they're they are white. Uh-huh. They're, I think, Irish Catholic with some German which is interesting. So where's the Jap? What was that? Your mother's white too. <laughs> You're a little nice. quiet. I think that too tall. Might want to get your mic a little closer, maybe. Give me, give us a test. How's that? Yeah, sexy. I very, like very it. good. Um, so where does the Japanese? What generation Japanese then? Are you like second generation? Like, do you still have people who what? only speak Japanese in your family? Like. Um, I don't really know much about the rules of how the generations work, but my grandparents were born in the U.S. Their parents were not. Um, so I think that's like second or third generation then. Yeah. So my mom uh, was born here from people who were also born here. So I, I speak very, I speak no Japanese other than stuff. Like, I think my mom taught me some really stupid curse words when I was a kid. Which is silly that my mom would be the one to teach me that. But Yeah, I had a friend teach me. I thought he was teaching me I am cool, but he was actually teaching me I am an idiot. And I went around telling people that for years. I, I think it was <laughs> Watashi wa baka des or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but I'm pretty sure I was yep. calling myself an idiot. Yep, that's that's exactly what that is. <laughs> that's all. Baka that's means a- idiot, and Watashi wa means I or I am Right, essentially. So that's that's all I've got. That that's pretty cool. Have you ever uh, have you ever traveled to Japan or done any anything like that? No, no, I haven't done any explore my heritage stuff. Come on, <laughs> I don't have that kind of money, man, or that kind of time. But I will someday, eventually, someday. one day, yeah, one day. I've heard the uh, the the gringo culture. Obviously, that's not the correct term. What do they call them? In- I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think but you're offending yeah. James by using that word, but <laughs> I might look white, but I'm Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole like foreigner bad mentality is like super strong in Japan from what right. I heard. So if I were to go over there, I'd have to like, you know, temper myself for that. I mean, it's not like they would say it to your face though. They just think uh, stupid white person <laughs> behind your back. So, yeah. All right. So, last thing, real quick. So, oh yeah, uh, I did want to ask you, what are you going to? Uh, what What is your uh, course of study? What is your? So you're uh, in grad school. Uh, my course of study is uh, audit and advisory services, which is um, those. Those are two sub branches of accounting. There are three primary types of accounting. Um, there's audits. Um, there's something known as 
advisory, which is an umbrella term for all the other stuff that don't fit into audit or tax. And yeah, the three tax, audit, advisory. And advisory is just a bunch of shit like forensic accounting, which is catching bad guys. And it's it's fraud. the everything else category. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I want to work in. I want to work in the everything else. I want to do forensics. I want to catch all the bad guys and, you know, slap the cups, cups on them. Mashif in chat says that hot accounting talk. I agree. I mean, that Super. is quite the coincidence. That is my major. There you go. Really? Making nice. connections. That's sick. The same emphasis or just accounting in general? Oh, just accounting in general. Okay. Plan on pursuing it in grad school as a master's because to get your CPA, you need 150 credits. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> like kind of a given type situation. Right. Well, hey, there you go. You can you can pay Red Marsh to write your papers for you. <laughs> sounds like he's got all the experience you need. So, so yeah, uh, last thing real quick I wanted to do. I uh, Like I said, I did dive on, on you guys a little bit. So I have... Uh, Sorry, I, I went and looked at your top clip, and I thought it's it's a really funny little joke that you that you <laughs> did, and I wanted to play it. It's kind of quiet, so you guys might have to turn oh. your sound up a little bit. But I I liked it. I thought it was pretty funny because I mentioned before how every once in a while he'll throw out like a little dry humor on his stream, and it just makes me giggle. So this is uh, let me switch to my media view here. Oh, that's not the right view. Where's my browser? Oh, it's not turned. There we go. So here's uh, the Red Marsh's top-viewed clip. <laughs> Give me a pool ball. Oh, oh it's really quiet. Let me uh, turn it up in my mixer. Oh, it's up all the way. Oh, well. You're just going to have to deal with it. Turn up your sound, people. Give me a pool ball. I'm going to throw those at your right at your chin, and then you're going to have to get jaw surgery, and your mother won't love you anymore. Your wife will leave you and cheat on you with your dog. <laughs> Give me a pool ball. I like that. Just a silly little comment. Every once in a while, he slides them in there, and it's super awesome. So that's that's Mr. Red Marsh. He plays uh, mostly Enter the Gungeon these days, right? I did see you had like a little uh, like uh, Laura Croft in there and some Darwin Project, but primarily you play Gungeon these days, correct? Yeah, I, I currently play Gungeon. Um, I mean, I I started streaming intending to be a variety streamer, but I don't know. I just kind of like I started with a couple games that didn't really stick with me, and then I started playing Gungeon, and I just became super addicted to the game. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm going to play. It's not the thing I'm going to play forever until I die, but. No, but you're good at it, man. Okay. Like I, I definitely enjoy watching you, and I, and I learn. I've learned a few things from watching you play it. So that's awesome. Um. Oh, you know what? I didn't pull up my. I have a few quick fire questions for you, and I don't have them up. Give me one second here. There and, sure and, are a lot of. This is the last question. Question. And Mark, uh, <laughs> be ready for some of these questions too. So you get a little more time uh, just, to think just, about them. Just tell me when to speak, and I will. Red, Red Marsh, what is your favorite curse word? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, 
maybe bag of dicks. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Or technically, that's multiple words, but I'll give it to you. It's all hyphenated. <laughs> it's yeah. hyphenated. Yeah. What was yeah. the other one? I was gonna say um, turd sandwich is a thing I say a lot, just because I think it's silly, and it just reminds me of the greatest episode of South Park of all time. Turd sandwich. I like it. All right. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Like if there's a specific sound that every time you hear it, it just like can affect like it just boom. That noise just stops whatever you're doing. When you hear it, you're like, oh, that's that noise. It can be from a song, a game, a TV show. For example, uh, our last guest, his sound was the the hum of the lightsaber interesting that's another really tough question honestly off the top of my head the only thing I can think of just off the top of my head I don't know if this is necessarily like a pleasant sound that just stops everything but anytime somebody makes a farting sound with their mouth just makes me giggle <laughs> just every time doesn't matter pretty much every time Awesome. Every time. Good to know. Uh, last one. What are you not good at? A lot of things. But if you had to say one thing, like I am just not good at that. Um, I would say maintaining uh, friendships and relationships. I was expecting a joke answer. That was, that was <laughs> just, yeah, that was, that, that was real. That was real. What, what makes you feel that but, way? I, now I'm curious. If we're, if we're going to get a joke answer, I'm not very good at peeing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, I, I peed in a trash can once I was sleepwalking <laughs> when I was like in, uh, I've, I've done that. <laughs> no, but now we gotta, and I gotta peel back that onion a little bit. Do you think are you are you an introvert by nature or is it just because of how busy you are? Do you think uh, or I don't like being alone, but I get overwhelmed by being around people too much because I'm constantly wondering if I'm doing well in the interaction or not. I mean, this is something that a lot of people probably couldn't tell right off the bat, but I was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder as a kid. So I had like a really hard time making any sort of friends. Like I didn't have my first like real friend until I'd say probably late seventh grade, early eighth grade. Whereas before everybody was either trying to get something from me or trying to feel like better than me, essentially. Like I was a friend that made them feel better about themselves. Wow, that's an incredibly thorough answer. So would you say that like, so I, cause I, I have a little bit of this as well. Sometimes I overanalyze myself. Like I'm hyper aware and I like, yeah. I, I'm constantly like, even when I'm streaming, I'm always looking over at my OBS screen to see like, you know, like, am I sitting, like, is my face centered on the screen? Like I, I, I I'm all, I do that as well. I analyze situations and wonder if I'm doing my best, but, uh, alcohol helps me with that. So. <laughs> I just yeah, have a couple drinks I and I stop caring. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that anyone else should do that. But, uh, but Red Marsh, by the way, you're doing great right now. 
Well, thank you. I you're, appreciate that. So far, <laughs> so far, your answers have been very well thought out compared to. I'm, I'm not talking shit about my other guests, but like, I, I'm really enjoying the conversation I'm having with you. So, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, that too tall. Oh yes, my turn. I have some details about you too. Ooh, let's hear them. I might not. I might learn something. I have too many details about you. I had to like tone it down a little bit because I didn't want to like get too personal. Because he's on DLC and we all know each other a little too well. We we shared nudes once. It was a team bonding thing. He has two dicks. I mean, I I didn't (laughs) think it was. I I knew it was out there, but there's only a couple in the world. And, you know, I mean, originally it was going to be that two dick, but I figured that probably, <laughs> Twitch block probably, that probably not PC enough. Because <laughs> it's easy. Like, that two tall, like, how tall are you? It's easy. Six, three, whatever. It's like, that two dick's like, I don't believe you. Then I get banned, and it's yeah. just a whole... Then, you have the, then the proof is in the pudding, and then... <laughs> that two thong. Yes! Mashif, <laughs> we're yeah. on to something. That's your new... That, if you unlock more uh, emotes, one has to be a, a thong with two straps, with two hammocks. <laughs> banana, banana, dual banana dual hammock. Dual hammock. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to some artists and see who will make that for me. <laughs> All right, so you are from Ohio. I hope I'm not yes. doxing you too much. No, you're good. Um, both of your parents are in the medical field. Correct. So you grew up with like just medical nerd talk all the time in your house? Yeah. Um, Did they ever so, have you like dissect animals and put them back together or anything? No, nothing like that. But it became a very common sight for like friends of my. So I have an older brother, and we were both pretty active in uh, sports and stuff. And we had a lot of uh, friends who lived nearby, so it wasn't uncommon for like people who like busted open their like knee or whatever playing in the backyard to like show up and just be like sh- spread across my kitchen table with like my parents like gluing their or gluing them back together, like stitching them up or something. So I was just like, okay, that's, this is what happens in a normal household. This is fine. So you're not squeamish then? You've seen... No. I I mean, uh, uh, sort of having parents who are both, you know, doctors and then uh, being a a kid who got into frequent trouble and then being in the medical field myself now, it's sort of like, not much makes you squeamish anymore. Cool. Also... This one, I actually, like, I loved when you told us about this in the t- uh, Team DLC. So you were a volunteer firefighter for a long time, right? At one point, you considered, like, making that yeah. your career, right? Yeah, so I was a volunteer firefighter for four years and then uh, a volunteer slash paid EMT for about five and a half years. Uh, and then sort of stuck with that and then when I when I left college to come back home to figure out what the hell I was doing next uh, I sort of started working for a local ambulance company and the sort of desire to continue the firefighting EMT lifestyle sort of went out down out the drain got it but you from what from the description that you gave before you were like pretty passionate about it there for a minute right yeah. like you were really uh, into it sort of the way i always put it is i felt like i was in the majors um in a way like it went from the majors to the minors and that's sort of why i stopped wanting to do it but when i was there it was a little volunteer fire department and it was like on 
so what the school I went to the it was literally like a two street town that happened to have a college with it okay and the volunteer fire department was like the chief and like two officers and a, the odd hand number of community members and then it was like 20 college students who would like volunteer and when they were in class or studying or off getting drunk they would take fire calls and stuff oh okay so, and i sort of saw that and i was kind of hardcore pre-med at the time thinking you know i'm gonna be like my parents and be a doctor uh i figured you know what's better uh resume pure experience, experience right yeah than hopping on an ambulance you right know, for four years um so that was awesome because it was like a bunch of kids and stuff who were super passionate about that stuff and who were like if we weren't studying for like you know philosophy or biology or whatever the hell we were doing there at that school we were like in the firehouse training doing drills cleaning trucks and like doing all this rad shit because like you always say like oh you know people who have like the traumatic experiences together bond the most right well, the, the four kids who like go on a fire truck and put out old man smith's barn that caught on fire like those that that's about as good of a bonding experience as you're ever going to get yeah that's awesome, man. So, so yeah, I, good. Um, I had a couple friends in college as well who were EMTs or you know emergency response type uh, you know jobs in various forms, and they always had some crazy ass stories. Is there like one specific like gnarly or like funny or just like? house covered in vomit or like dude's okay, bones so sticking out of his face like what like I've, what's the craziest emt story that you could tell me so i've got a few off the top of my head are we looking for like just straight gnarly no like i want like i want the gnarliest story that you could think well of. the gnarliest story i probably shouldn't share because it's actually kind of horrific um a really funny <laughs> gross story would be um so we had uh one my it was like my sophomore or junior year uh, we had a new president of the college being like, you know, I was about to say indoctrinated, but that's not the right word. Uh, I mean, welcome, welcome to, to, the, to the school. Uh, inaugurated. There we go. Inna- ah, there you go. Close enough. Um, and they had this big gala and all these things. And one of the things is they had, they turned our dining hall, uh, which is this big building. Apparently it was the number two choice for playing Hogwarts. Like the, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Oh, playing, um, uh, Playing like the, the big, the big no, like the big dining hall. In, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they sort of turned this big thing into like this ballroom, and there was a lot. They were like serving alcohol at like a school function, which was crazy. Um, so anyway, a lot of people got very intoxicated, um, and we get a call um, to like. There's obviously a drunk student. We deal with this all the time, and we show up, and there's sort of this coat room, and I walk in, and there's just like a trail of vomit like leading to where this guy's propped up in the corner and of course he's like i know the guy so i'm just like oh great here we go um so we sort of prop him up and he's you know projectiling everything out of his stomach and in the coat room in the coat room just luckily (laughs) everyone's coats were like off to the side but like the very limited space all between was just a, a shag carpet of stomach contents wow and uh, I didn't realize it, but sort of in the other corner of the room was um, another one of my friends covered in puke. <laughs> so it turns out it wasn't just one guy puking. It was two. And they were sort of doing a, a back and forth. Dueling banjos and duel, vomit. <laughs> dueling dueling uh, projectiles. And uh, so that was a fun round trip because you can only technically take one sick person per ambulance. <laughs> You're like, you got to sit there and you vomit for a few so, more so minutes. We, we'll be right back. So we, 
So, we, so essentially, I was like, well, I, I'm going to stay with him. You guys take that guy and then come right back. Wow. So, so it was really fun seeing him. And Were there actually you know, coats in the coat room? Oh, yeah. Was there everything was, just there, caked in vomit? Th- there were a few victims. Let's just put it that way. Nice. <laughs> Love it. So uh, last thing here. Oh, two more things. Sorry. Started a new frat. Yeah. Uh, so my uh, sophomore year, whatever, one year, just a bunch of my uh, friends who were like dorm CAs, like the, like the advisors who like oversaw the children of the hall to make sure things like didn't collapse and catch fire and implode. Right. Um, they were approached by like one of the faculty of the college saying like, hey, you know, this fraternity wasn't around, hasn't been around for like X number of years for whatever reason we don't want to go into. Um, so they want to start it back up. How do you guys feel about that? And we sort of roped uh, 15 of us together and we basically started a fraternity from nearly the ground up. Oh, so um, it was it was a frat. It, it at one was point a national past, fraternity. It, yeah. It, but they, had they, been kicked off the campus for some reason um, way back when or was never established there. And did you ever reason. find out what that reason was like? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if they just sort of were kicked off or they just sort of left, um, for like not enough active membership or whatever. But they sort of approached us and were like, "Hey, you know, like, do you want to do this thing?" And we're just like, "What do we have to do?" And they're just like, "You have to do literally everything, everything up until this point. Then we'll take it from there." So that was sort of like the the colony aspect of it because you have to be a colony before you're a chapter and whatever. Wow. And so we sort of like wrote our own bylaws and all this other stuff. And it was very much of like a, okay, we need to have this, who wants to be this and uh, sort of broke down to that. And then within three years we had 50 members and we chartered nationally and we had like, it's weird. I'm one of like, I was like one of the first six alumni, which is a weird thing. That two dicks running the show. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Mashif says Delta Kappa Foo is now entering rush week. That that would be twi- that would be Twitch's fraternity. Delta Kappa Fu, or I think is it Delta Delta Kappa F U. Might be. Um, so Kappa, Kappa Kappa. Last thing I want to bring up about you <laughs> that you and James have this in common. You started uh, creating content at a pretty young age. You were like you said you like in high school, right? I think I was like. With junior high, high school, right? I'm, I'm going to have to do some mental math right here. Let's see. Uh, probably ninth grade, so like... Like 15, 14? Something like that. I, right, it was right when... Whatever, like, mine. This is going to be a dark part of my past, but when Minecraft went into, like, beta and stuff. Dude, that's, that's exactly how James started. He started creating I, I, Minecraft videos on YouTube when he was, like, what'd you say, 12, 14? Yeah, it was like right towards so, the end yeah. of my final middle school year. So that's why that's why I thought like when I read that I was like, oh, that's awesome because like both of you guys basically started the same way. You started creating like Minecraft videos on YouTube. So, so it was I had a computer that could barely run Minecraft. I had a pirated version of Fraps. Uh, <laughs> nice. I invited my friend over, and he sat like five feet to my left on this shitty laptop and we played this like land minecraft where we're like the, our biggest accomplishment is like we built a two-story house like we have stairs 
Uh, and it was awful. And I was in a, such a rush, like the people of the world need to see this, <laughs> that I uploaded like five hours of um, gameplay chopped in like 15 minute uh, videos. Cause that's all YouTube would let me load up until 15 minute long videos. And I just uploaded them all in like two days. And I think over like a few months, they all collectively got like 60 views. And there was like, a lot of videos so it's just like yeah okay this is not happening again um but yeah through high school i did some stuff and i sort of stopped when college because other things took priority and then i'm back yeah well other things it's college you were chasing that booty yeah. sure we'll go with <laughs> i'm <that>. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> anyway so no i just thought that was super interesting because james uh has essentially you you went on to other things. James kind of so James like did you find success right away with your YouTube? Like did you was there like a video that like blew up or was it just kind of consistent? And you just stuck with it because James, for those who don't know, has it has a YouTube channel with how many subscribers? It's just like eighty two thousand. Yeah, he's got <laughs> just like two thousand over what? like seven years. It's. It's yeah, but cool I mean, me, but like... he he kept it going. You know, he was consistent and he kept releasing videos. But like, was there so like when you first started, was it just like I'm I'm gonna make it big, or was it just I'm gonna do this for fun? Like what? Why? Like what was your motivation and what kept you going? Well, at the time, it was me and my friend Alvin, and we were just making Minecraft videos because we thought we were like the funniest people alive, and we were like, other people need to see how funny these videos. So we did that thing, and then over time, what happened was there was this mod called Flans Mod that came out, and it was just putting guns and like vehicles into Minecraft, and that was like our niche that we took over. And for some reason, that got really popular, probably because that's the same time COD was really popular. Uh, so a lot of kids going in were like, "I can play with guns in Minecraft," that like blew their minds, and that was kind of like where it blew up. Nice. Wow. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I I I it took I didn't know that for a long time. Like James and I met through uh the Minion Masters community and uh I didn't know for a while that he even had a YouTube channel and then eventually like we all kind of found out that James was actually like a legit YouTuber who streamed occasionally. So I'm always trying to encourage him to uh make more content. That's why he's my uh, my co-host, because I think James James is a young, handsome man with tons of potential. A lot and of he, uh, potential. <laughs> <laughs> he he's uh, he's from California, but he goes to school in Vermont. Vermont. So he's back and forth between California and Vermont. Right now he's in California. That's why he keeps looking over because his brother's being a loud asshole. Because he's hanging out with his family in California yeah. right now. So, uh, That Too Tall, it's your turn. Uh, I have I have the namesake for this podcast. I have a video, uh, the top, one of your top clips. I'm pretty sure you clipped the, my top clip. No, no. The, well, your top, top click, I'm, I'm not going to show. I'm yeah, going to okay. show the one that, the, that this podcast is uh, named after right now. Oh, sure. Let's, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> 
<laughs> I might show your top top clip as well, but most people won't get the yeah. context unless they play uh, Wizard of Legend. So uh, I, I think most people can realize a fuck up when they see one. Yeah, no. So for those who don't know, his top clip, the reason it's his top clip is because he fucked up really bad playing a game. And so I immediately clipped it and posted it on Reddit and it got like 2000 views. So, <laughs> so his most popular clip is him fucking up really bad, and it's all thanks to me letting the world know what he did. Love but, you, Jimmy. But no, there was there was one night where uh, for for whatever reason we decided that it was hilarious if he said "sa dude," uh, so we kept trying to get him to say it over and over again, and we. we I, I want him to rebrand his whole stream. By the way, I want you to be the sud dude guy. Just so okay. I think that's. I think we're like a year too late. No, that. but that's what makes it funny. Here we're so we're gonna. This is this is us convincing him to do yeah. it one more time on stream. I'll, I'll have some context for it after. All right. Yeah, he'll explain. Yeah, yeah, but I do want to see the thing. It okay. La last time I'm doing the thing. Welcome all to the two crew. Sa dudes. <laughs> Sa. At at some point, I think Gator Pete said he was going to make that one of his stream notifications. Oh god, uh, the zoom in. I'm, I'm quitting out of the game. Uh, now. Was going to make that one of his uh, like follower notifications or something. I don't think it's happened yet. Otherwise, like I ha haven't noticed it, but I'm terrified of when uh, that actually pops everyone. up on the stream. Cause that's gonna be uh, I'm, that's gonna be interesting. I love this sideways peace sign, like sad dude. Sad. That, that's that's the sign. <laughs> it's so good. But um, uh, what happened there was that um, I forget who it was. There was like two people going on an absolute just tear with like gift subs and stuff. I think it was after the one um, DLC podcast um, that I got hosted, and then a bunch of people came in and started like. Um, sub gifting like crazy and i think the condition was that every time they do that i had to do the saw dude and do the the sign for it uh i was not sober when this all occurred <laughs> so the inhibitions were a little low and there were many uh a saw dudes given out a saw dude <laughs> uh yeah we're gonna show the other one all right so this one right here for those who don't know there's a game it's it's a roguelike it's it's called Wizard of Legend. Uh, top down roguelike. It's a spell based game. You know, there's, there's floors, and each floor has a boss. And after you kill the boss, it drops a bunch of items, and then there's like the portal to the next level. Uh, and he uh, he killed the boss and went straight into the portal without picking up any of his items, and he was really sad about it. And so I immediately clipped it and posted it on Reddit, and it has like yeah. sixteen hundred views now. So we'll play that one so real quick. The issue with this is the attack button is the same as the... I, no, I don't want to hear your excuses. I've never done this. You did this. I've never I done did this. this. <laughs> I did it. So, this is, so here's the boss. Boom. Kills the boss. And straight into the portal. <laughs> to be fair, you could see me turning up the... To open the chest, you have to attack them. So I hit the X button to attack oh, it, but that's no. also the button to teleport. I love your, oh, no. 
I for, I forget what it was, but I really needed what was in that chest. <laughs> it was just like gold and health and stuff. Yep. Yep. I think so, I ended up losing that run too. That, that's a good one. I like that clip a lot. All right. So real quick, quick fire. Let's go. All right. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, probably bitch. Bitch. That's a solid it's one. It's it's Great, really it, it's it's omni applicable to everything. It's gender neutral. You can scream it, you can say it in a friendly way, or you can just mutter it under your breath like you're going to get revenge on someone. It's fantastic. Yep. What's a sound or noise or what like what what sound triggers you? What sound so or noise gets you? This going? is going to go back to a little bit of firefighting and stuff, but I had to carry a pager around with me, and uh, I carried this thing around for like four years. And it was like glued to my hip at all time. When it went off and like its alarm tone was a very like generic tone. But the problem is like, I'm still not quite over it. So sometimes I'll hear it like when I'm in the hospital, because a lot of things, generic tone shows that. So immediately my, I start looking around, my heart starts racing. I feel the adrenaline pumping and I'm just break out into like a cold. Like, I'm not sure if I, if what PTSD is like, but this is probably my version of it. PTSD from a tone. Yes. Can you can you mimic the tone for us? What does it sound probably, like? Probably probably not, but it's just a very loud, like repetitive, high pitched beeping. Ah. Just oh, just like a generic repetitive alarm noise, and it's everywhere. Alright. Uh and then I have a different one for you, uh, mainly because of your background and your profession. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um I'm torn between saying like professional content creator just to like try it out. Uh, Cause I'm in nursing school right now. And I said, if I failed out of nursing school for whatever reason, I would just take a month and just hardcore professional stream and see how far I got just to try it. Yeah. Uh, and besides that, maybe go um, work in a bank or something. Cause my buddy, he's working an internship right now and he is getting paid like 30 bucks an hour. And that's more than I'm going to make when I'm done with school. And it's, Wow. And so a $30 might, might just, an hour internship? Like at or a something bank? like that. I might just go be his coffee boy for 10 bucks. <laughs> there you go. There we go. And what are you not very good at? Uh, maintaining motivation, I think. Ooh, I think my, 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 my spurts of inspiration are, are far between and fleeting. And uh, if, if I could maintain that high, I would be the most productive man in my house. It's hard. It's hard to keep that going. I I, yeah. I agree. I have spurts of like motivation and inspiration where I'll just get a shit ton of stuff done, and yeah. then and then it yeah, takes it could, me a while to. In in the chat, card three hundred nine. That's that's my bank buddy. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I could tell by the the comments that they were dropping that uh, they know you to some extent. Yeah, he, he's uh, one of my. IRL friends from back in high school and a little bit before that, and my 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 thirteen month resub as of today. Nice, those are good to have. Tier three, the card. If you're not tier three, I'm calling nah, you tier, out. Tier one, I'm not gonna make him tier three. No, I'm gonna make him tier three. You're not okay, allowed to say great. it. He makes thirty an hour. Yeah, I'm telling card three, <laughs> card three oh nine right now. You're tier three sub right now, or I'm not your friend anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's awesome, dude. It's. Uh, uh, having friends like that, it's inspiring. I have a friend who works for the Producers Guild of America. 
Damn. And he just got his master's from UCLA in business. Like, he's the guy that, like, he's my best friend since, like, grade school. And he kind of keeps me motivated. He keeps me, like, I'm like, dude, he, that, he's fucking rocking it. I got to keep on trucking. Like, I got to keep up, you know? So it's good to have those types of people around. And uh, this question is for both of my guests. Uh, Red Marsh first. On the scale of 1 to 10, how weird are you? <laughs> one to ten. If you had to grade um, yourself, one being what and ten being what? Just like one being your your Mister Bank Teller who goes to bed at eight o'clock and wakes up at at six o'clock and goes to school, goes home, goes back to sleep. Ten being uh, like tentacle porn weeb, uh, <laughs> just like. You you live off of nothing but peanut butter and uh, <laughs> you don't believe in brushing your teeth and uh, like ten is just like ten's weird man. I did not expect that scale to go that far. Wow, <laughs> damn, that's, that's I mean very ten thorough. is ten. There's nothing higher than ten. Ten is yeah, ten is ten. <laughs> well, um, my uh, my friend Zoe Mitchell down in the. Uh, comments got it pretty correct. Marsh is a 15 <laughs> on the weird scale. I think that's what Mashif said last week. I think he said he was a 15. Everyone thinks they're really weird. Uh, I think I'm probably somewhere around, like, I think I'm weirder than I actually am, so I probably think I'm like a 7 or 8, but I probably actually am more like a 4 or 5. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, that too tall? I, I would agree with that. I think I sort of have that dual, uh, I think I'm weird, but then I see like a really strange, weird person and go, okay, maybe I'm not too bad. So prob <laughs> probably realistically around a, a four. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's all of the getting to know you personal type questions that I had for you guys. Um... So let's move on to something that both of you are here for. I kind of like intentionally tried to bring you guys in together because it's a topic worth discussing. Uh, something is about to happen. I think it's like tomorrow, isn't yeah, it? Like, on. One sec. I need to use the restroom. Sorry. Do it. <laughs> all right. It's all good. Well, we have other topics. You're good. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> what? No, don't do that. His weird scale just went up two notches after that one. He just pooed in his chair. And he said he was a solid four. <laughs> that was that was the time I was poop. <laughs> solid solid four. Solid you know, four. You know there is a poop scale. There I I'm in nursing school. I'm very aware What's of What's it called? Scale. The Bristol uh Something like that. No, we're, I, it, the podcast that I listen to, they talk about it all the time. On your mom's house podcast, they talk about the Bristol schools the Bristol stool. Uh, chart. In fact, we're gonna pull it up right now. We're this yeah, is, the Bristol chart. I had to learn this, and I was tested on it. Yeah, Bristol stool chart. We're pulling this up on the podcast until he gets back. <laughs> There's a picture. <laughs> Here you go, guys. For those at home who didn't know, the Bristol stool chart is a thing. Uh, hold on. I want this picture full screen. Uh, let's see. View image. There we go. We're zooming in. So you got you got type one. Those are those hard uh, hard round nugs. Type two is sausage with nugs. 
See, like, type 3 and 4 is where you want to be, right? That's like, uh... That, that's healthy. And then and then it just gets messy. Everything from everything after four, you're you're in trouble. Type seven is you just went on hot ones as a guest. <laughs> so the, now you guys know if you wanna if you wanna grade your uh, your dukes, there's a there's a chart. It's official. This is the official chart, guys. There's a Wikipedia. That's how you know it's official. <laughs> so yeah. Anything else you want to know about your poops? We can keep talking about poops. So that that too tall. Yes. <laughs> you're like you're a pretty like you're actually a variety streamer. I like I every every time I watch your stream you're playing something different. But yeah. So when I I originally had this silly note notate notion. notion. There, there you go. go. <laughs> words, words are difficult at ten at night. Um, I got for you. Us, I got for you. Us coasters, um, but I had this notion that I was going to be, you know, sort of like a, a one game workhorse with you know brief ventures out into something else. Right. Um, for a long time, that was Overwatch, and I was I was okay at it. Um, but then I realized, you know, that's not really a way to grow your audience, and I'm not having fun just doing things by myself. So like. Like I, I'm not exactly out here to like you know hit hit ninja status or anything like that, uh, but like definitely having at least one or two people to share the experience with is what makes streaming for me. And I realized I was never going to get there just doing Overwatch stuff. So I started branching out into this is back when I was like 40, 30, 40 followers, um, and now I sort of went over and did some Dark Souls and started doing some other games. And I sort of figured out like I have much better time streaming when I'm not bored and to keep myself entertained I play different games like right. today was a perfect example of me like having fun with it considering I played three different games on rotation um, no I really but- like that idea for those who don't know he started doing this uh, would you call it roguelike roguelike rotation, rotation. yeah so he, he picked three different roguelites roguelikes whatever you want to call them uh, and when he would die on one of them he would switch to the next one so he would he would do a full run and then die once he died. So what'd you do? Uh, you did Gungeon, As, w- Wizard of Legend, Gungeon, and Slay the Spire. Wizard of Legend, Gungeon, Slay the Spire, and so like he would do a run all the way up until he get as far as he could until he died, and then he would switch games. And it kind of I liked that. It was cool. It kind of kept things fresh. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like the Shotgun Wednesday thing I was doing for a while, where it's like, like. You don't get burnt out on just playing the same game run after run. So I, I watched it while I was at work today, and I really enjoyed watching it. The pro tip, if anyone wants to copy that, don't do Slay the Spire. That is such a that is such oh, a, like a back, sorry. different game than the other two. It's it Slay- it's, it's it sort of breaks the rhythm. Yeah, I could see that, but some people might appreciate that, like because it does change the momentum a little bit. Like keeps thing. I don't know. So you're saying you 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 would prefer to do three games that are all similar? I, I think I think I sort of was doing it that there was going to be some element of like you know fast paced you know one and hit the next and don't slow down in between. Um, but that's sort of tough when like Slay the Spires, you know, Wizard of Legend and Enter the Gungeon are both sort of like fast hard action. Where like Slay the Spires like all right, now, like, figure out which card you want to play. And, yeah, it's a different know, type of game. Do some mental math and enter the Gungeons, like, shoot bullets faster. 
Right. That makes Can I sense. jump in here? Yeah. Yep. Go what, what are we talking about specifically? So that too uh, tall today on his stream, he started a new thing called uh, Roguelite Rotation. So he, he chose three roguelike games, and what basically what he would do is he'd play a run until he died, and then he would switch games. So he rotated between the three. So he'd do a Gungeon run till he died, then he'd switch to Wizard of Lengen, play a run of that till he died, then he would switch to Slay the Spire, play a run of that till he died, and then he would start just start the rotation over. Nice. And, he, and it was really cool because it kept it kind of fresh and stuff, but he was saying that... If he did that again, he wouldn't put Slay the Spire with the other two because the pace is so different. Uh, he he would probably choose three games of the same pace to kind of keep the or or at least like change one of the other two to be like a medium pace. Yeah, any, balance it out a like, little bit. Just sort of like so there's a gradient rather. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Sounds interesting. I don't know. Um. I would like Slay the Spire in that rotation, but I'd probably add in a add an additional game that has a more not enter the gungeon Wizard of Legend pace and yeah. not Spire. Because Spire is like such an amazing game, but you like you can spend like thirty minutes on one battle because you're like, oh, I'm gonna die if I don't overthink this shit. But then, yeah. you know, six hours have gone by and then you're you just yeah, so that's that's my, like the ideal thing for the roguelike rotation would be a longer stream. So if you're doing like a 12-hour stream day, that's a perfect thing for that. Right, right. That you're changing up, you're not getting bored. You can take, you know, like you, Slay the Spire could be like your break where you're like, all right, I'm going to you know, relax, eat a snack, talk to the viewers, stuff like that. Where it, and, and you know, calculate your your rain man moves where uh, the other ones don't really allow you that. You could throw a you could throw a side scroller in there like Dead Cells or something. Yeah, that's true. Side, I never like, played that. How is that? Anyways, that, that is mechanically one of the best side scroller games I've ever played. Like it feels amazing. And if Mashif is still in chat, he can attest to this. Once you kind of get the mechanics down of like rolling, dodging, using your shield, shooting your bow and arrow, hitting your sword, doing your abilities, like the game, you can get into like this flow of just like chaining your attacks together and jumping from enemy to enemy. Like, and it's so responsive, like the, the, just the pure mechanical, just movement of the game. And it, it just feels amazing when you like, You'll go through a whole area and just like ba ba boo 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 jump from enemy to enemy and it's just it you feel like a badass once you start to like figure out how it all fits together. So it's a very it's a very rewarding game. It's very fun to play. And it's and it is procedural. So it's 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 they called it a they're trying to brand a new type of game called a roguevania. So it's like huh. a roguelite, but it's side scrolling like a Metroidvania. And there's actually there's a game coming out called uh, Chasm that is taking huh. that same approach, and I like Chasm comes out at the end of this month on the 31st, and that's all I'm going to play probably for the next like two months because I love Metroidvanias and I love roguelites. But... Same, I, I love both of those things so very much. <laughs> you should amazing. look at Chasm. So yeah. Chasm's approach is a little bit different though, because what they're doing is. Uh, basically, I'm not a sellout, dude. I wish 
I've, I, I reached out to the developers and I'm like, let me promote your game. Come on my podcast. Give me a copy. Like, I'll promote the shit out of your game. And they're like, well, you know, the Kickstarters have their copies. The game comes out <laughs> on the 31st. And I'm like, you don't understand. Anyway, uh, so they're <laughs> – their approach is that basically, there it, it's a ro- it's a Metroidvania in the sense that you have to get certain items to unlock other areas, and that and that order doesn't change too much, but each each playthrough is like an entire game. And what? Yeah, so it's not like it's not a roguelite in the sense that like you die quickly and learn and start again. You you when you die, it's not permadeath. It's more like a Metroidvania in the sense that when you die, you start at your last save. But once you beat the game and you start another game, everything uh, generates new again. So it's like playing Castlevania from beginning to end. And then when you beat it and you start over, everything moved and all the areas are different and stuff. So huh. it's like a long, it's like a long form roguelite. But they said there is a permadeath thing that you can turn on if you want that experience. And they also support, which I wish more roguelites did this, they, they have seeds. Day one, they're going to have seed support. So if you want to follow a guide, like if some dude on YouTube is like, hey, I'm going to give you a guide on how to play through this game if you, and use this seed. And so like Binding of Isaac added seeds after their second DLC or whatever. And seeds, basically what, what seeds are, for those who don't know, is you can put in a code that will spawn the same exact version of the world. So like you can seed the world with a code so that it's the same. Even though the game is randomly generated, you can seed the world to get the same one that someone else is using. Which is good for speedruns as well. Like generally with speedrunning, you want everyone to use the same seed so that you're playing the same version of the game over and over and over again without the random generation as much. So I'm super excited about Chasm. I'm, I'll, I'll keep talking about that. Every, I think my community is sick of me plugging that game. I'm not an affiliate. They're not paying me. I've just been waiting for that game for like three years. Wow. So. But but Dead Cells has been holding me over until then because mechanically Dead Cells is one of the best Metroidvania roguelite like side scrolling mechanically it's just perfect. <clears throat> not an affiliate yet. <laughs> yes, Frongo, not yet. <laughs> he also he he knows a lot about a game he hasn't played. I'm in their Discord and I keep begging their devs to like hook me up, but it hasn't happened yet. So everyone go tweet at Bitkid. Go on Twitter and look up BitKid and and uh, and Chasm, and tell them all that Jimmy Navia wants a copy of their game. Hashtag whiny. <laughs> oh, come nice. on, hey. that's just mean. So now that you're back, Red Marsh, let's talk about End of the Gungeon. Oh, okay. That's what I was. That's why you two are here, because you yeah. both play that game. I play that game as well, but you're both better than me at that game. Uh. I, I've, I've won a few runs. I have not put as many hours into it as, as you guys have. And I want to, like, kind of dive deep into it. Uh, what? So what... Uh, first of all, how long ago did they announce that shit? This it's new been, expansion? It's been years. It was about... Right? No, it's been... Um, it hasn't been a full year yet. It was announced, I believe, in August or July... I want to say of last year, 
Is that correct, Too Tall? Um, you'd have I to mean, correct me on that. I think so. I mean, unfortunately, my experience with a lot of game news that I'm not super into on a competitive level, like Overwatch, um, I only sort of notice updates when like they come aqua- across my, like either my Twitter feed or Steam's updating a game I want to play. I'm like, what the fuck is updating? And I hit view news, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh. So I, I did know a little bit about this one, and I think it has been... I think you're right about last summer being sort of the announcement day, because I know they were teasing this for a while. Right. Yeah, I um I saw on the twi- the Steam... Speaking of Steam News, <laughs> I saw on Steam News um, that they had this really old like preview of um, AG&D, which is the abbreviation for the new update. Known as yeah, what's the update called? Advanced Gungeons and Dragons. There it is. That's right. Yeah, and it's um, it's they started off as like a little update, quality of life changes, some new items and shit, and uh, you know whatever, dude. And uh, <laughs> and then it became this massive thing. Like they or- originally teased it as um. Like a small little update. They, they said a small update, essentially, that is going to make the game you know, better, higher quality of life. And then a year after they said it was going to come out in fall, um, it's coming out tomorrow. And it's going to be insane. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, to, to be fair, this was clearly a case of you know the developers going, all right, we need to do a small thing. But what if we did this instead? So as a developer, as a software developer myself, do you guys know what that's called? Uh, There's a a term for it. Grandiosity? No, it's Um, called feature creep. Oh. Feature creep is when you start a project and then over time you say, oh, but I want to add this feature. Oh, but I want to add this feature. Oh, but I want to add this feature. And then eventually feature creep becomes so bad that you never actually finish the original project because you're constantly finding more and more stuff that you keep wanting to add to the game. And it's a real problem in the develop in the software development world where like it's there's always something more and eventually you just have to say nope, not like we just not we can't do that. But like I feel like this is this is a victim of feature creep. Based on what Red Marsh just told me, it sounds like they were like, "Yeah, we're going to add a couple this this and that and this." And then they just kept going. And then they kept going. And they're like, "No, we're going to add no, we're going to no, cuz I've seen I watched a Cobalt Streak play it today. And there's so much new shit. There's like it's it's like a whole nother game almost. Like there's so much content. Was that like, like a, a pre-release thing or? Yeah, there's a few streamers that have yeah. access to it already. So I've been watching uh, my someone I've watched since I joined Twitch is Cobalt Streak. Uh, he plays a lot of roguelites. He's kind of the one that got me into those types of games. And he was playing the expansion today. And like he there there's just so much. There's like the amount of like new synergies and new areas and there's like a rat key that unlocks a whole new area and like there there's so much new content it's just like obviously they like started down a road and then they just kept fucking going i'm glad they eventually said no we got to release this because people were starting to get pretty uh <laughs> i Honestly. was like i stopped playing i stopped playing it a while ago because i was just like there's this expansion that they keep saying is going to come out and where's it at like <laughs> I, th- I think that's how their last expansion sort of went to the whatever they call it the supply drop one. I think yeah. that was supposed to be a small like balance, uh, like a 
buffs and nerfs, like balancing things for certain weapons and stuff. I think that turned into a like, okay, we're going to add like a bunch of new items and weapons and skins and stuff like this. No, here you can do this thing and shit, let's just push this live. Yep. They made like, I think it's really underplayed, but supply drop update was another one of those completely game changing updates to the game. It was just like, when I, I started after supply drop update like came out, but um, when I look through on the wiki, you can look at like what was changed. And it's like so many of the things are completely essential to my experience of the game that without it, I don't even know if I would love it as much. I think one of my friends um, talked me into buying it on one of the Steam sales or whatever. It was probably pretty close to the initial release. And he was very into these types of games. Like he was really good at them and I was trash at them. Um, so like I <laughs> bought Enter the Gungeon, I think, near release initially on Steam. And I played it. I'm like, I'm fucking awful. This I can't get past the first floor. Fucking <laughs> all. And then the initial release was hard as balls. Yeah, and then I he was and he was like clearing floors like a boss and doing all these great things. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going back to you know Dark Souls two or whatever I was playing at the time. I think it was like League of Legends maybe. But then initially, like Dark Souls two is like easier somehow. It was to me at the time. I was near the halfway point <laughs> where you're like. Right where you start, like, I know how to press the right button on the controller now. Uh, <laughs> and I came back to the game, and I'm just like, wow, this is so much like easier to play and fun to play. And like, why the hell wasn't I doing this a month ago? And then I'm like, oh, wait, that was a huge update. That's probably why. Right. Yeah, the, the, that first, the supply drop update definitely uh, made the game slightly more uh, balanced, a little more noob-friendly. Uh, in my opinion, because I, I felt like when I came back to play after the supply drop update, I felt like I was able to make progress more consistently. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember on release, it was rough, man. Like it was, it was very unforgiving. It was a hard game, <laughs> and I, I feel like the supply drop kind of balanced some stuff out quite a bit. Um, which, in my opinion, was kind of needed. So I'm curious to see with this update which direction that goes um but i'm excited man like from what i've seen on the streams that i've watched so do you, are you red marsh what what changes specifically are you aware of with this uh this pretty patch? much everything dude i've been what, what are like some major key points everything. though without okay um all right so key points the there's like the biggest focus of the update is the fact that they're adding 350 synergies. Like, okay, so for roguelites, people who aren't familiar or, or mildly familiar with roguelites, um, this is highlighted in Isaac, Binding of Isaac, which right. is another roguelite. Like the roguelite that made roguelites humongous. Binding of Isaac. Play it if you have the money. But, um, the biggest thing about that game is that items not only have specific singular um, like effects, they build on other effects that create new things. Not just like they work together, but they actually create new objects when paired together. So right. for Enter the Gungeon, they were like, okay, we'd like to make our game more like this so that we have more unique experiences among players because 
there's a lot less there was like 60 50 to 60 synergies before this update and so the amount of experiences you could have in the game was very limited because the synergies weren't there and you kind of just like got 20 guns in a run you're like oh i only right. use three of these guns fuck all these other guns um and then you know and then you win or you lose but now it's like not only did they add 350 synergies so they like multiplied it by what six seven or whatever right they also added multiple like mechanics to the game that give you synergies throughout every single run so there's like a synergy chest that gives you an item that specifically has a synergy with something you have like a gun or item in your inventory currently and there's also this npc lady who gives you a synergy like that you can buy from her as well oh wow so it's like insane so yeah because that's that's honestly why binding of isaac has withstood the test of time like the the streamer i was just talking about cobalt streak that's like the number one game that he still streams today is Binding of Isaac. And he has like, he regularly has like 200 or sorry, 2000 viewers and he's playing, you know, a game that came out forever ago. And it's because you can still every run have a unique experience when you play Binding of Isaac because of how many synergies that game has. It's like, oh, these two items together create this whole new thing that I, that wouldn't exist otherwise. And so I think I'm really excited about that. I think that'll that'll probably bring me back to Gungeon, because there's no other game uh, like there's no game that has done it as deeply as Binding of Isaac has done it. There's no other game that has more synergies than Binding of Isaac uh, until now, apparently. Because if the 350 synergies, it's going to be a while before everyone discovers how all the different items interact with each other. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, um, and then the other, there's one other thing that I want, well, two other things I want to highlight. One, the thing I've been most excited for is Turbo Mode. They're adding a new mode to the game. Like, the biggest gripe I, I saw ever that. had yeah. was how ridiculously slow, how much ridiculous downtime you have in the game when you're not fighting and you're not making decisions. You're literally just walking really slowly through empty rooms trying to get to like where you're going right so they added a mode where everything gets sped up and i saw on recent streams um and i hadn't heard them tease this but it's one of the coolest options that i've ever seen in a game is that when you're out of combat your guy moves so much faster so not only can you speed up the game with turbo mode you actually can extra speed up your guy through empty rooms and just start running through shit and so it's gonna make the game like so much more action-packed essentially that's one thing i really like about wizard of legend actually. i i was gonna say the same yeah. thing i was way i saw you light up when he said that because yeah that go ahead because one thing wizard of legend is out you're out of combat for like so many seconds whatever your character will speed up and start like no, without a better way to put it, like Naruto running. There, yeah, it, <laughs> that's so true. Like, which which the, is really, which is really nice because one, you can you know get across the map really quick or backtrack because it's you know procedurally generated map. It's there's dead ends everywhere sometimes, um, and just helps you get back because there's not exactly like a teleportation system like there is in Enter the Gungeon. Um, that is a, the thing that's most frustrating for me in Wizard of Legend is you're like oh I went all the way over here oh I have to run all yeah. the way back. 
And what's the sprint mode and the there are portals, but there you have to find the the main portal, the main room before you can use them. Yeah, but like still, it's like a nice little quality of life thing. You can find some items that speed up the the cooldown until you start running again and things like that, which is is nice if you really don't like moving slowly. No, yeah, the 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 sprint in Wizard of Legend cuz you move way faster when you're out of combat and you start moving like I think it kicks in after like 1 or 2 seconds where it just poof, and then you, poof, you fly across the map pretty fast. So, I'm I'm glad to see that mechanic making its way because yeah, if you're not fighting, why the fuck does it take so long to get somewhere? I agree. Uh so that that's cool. I did watch uh, on Cobalt's stream. He did a few runs with the uh, the turbo mode turned on, and then he went back to the normal mode. And he's like, "Dude, this feels so slow. It feels like <laughs> slow motion." But like his only complaint was that there was some of the bosses that require pretty like bullet hell intricate dodging, and turbo mode were significantly harder because right. you know that's the you, point. But yeah, yeah, that, that's the point. I mean, the point of turbo mode is to play through a run faster, but at the same time, it does make it harder because everything is faster. Bullets are faster. Even though you move faster, bullets are coming at you faster. So, like, there's a significant adjustment there that you're probably going to have to compensate for um, with, yeah. with, with the turbo mode. But something to, uh, like, add is that it's not like what you would normally think. It's not like they pushed a fast forward button that says two times to everything. They actually specifically tuned the speed ups for every individual thing differently. Oh, really? So that it has like the right feel for the player rather than if it was just fast forward on everything, it would essentially be just as hard and just as annoying, but faster. Right. And we don't have Flash's brain, so we can't think faster, unfortunately. All right. So I think we covered it. I think as far as end of the gungeon is so. Oh, one last thing. The uh, rats. The well. So tell me. Yeah, tell me about the rat, and then I have one more question. Okay. All right. So the third, like the biggest additional thing to gungeon is they added a new secret floor with a new secret boss, who happens to be known as the resourceful rat, which is the greatest. Like most hated NPC. He's the guy that steals guy. shit when you leave it in a room, right? Yeah, yep. that's the guy. He steals all your shit. It's super freaking <laughs> annoying. And uh, like so many, I have so many memories of him stealing that stupid broken uh, TV set from me. It was, oh, it's just the worst. If anybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about, we, we, let's just say I'm I'm that uh, doing that challenge was probably one of my my crowning moments of my life just getting it over with (laughs) completely for those who don't know basically there's there's an achievement there's something you can unlock in the game and it requires you kicking a tv around the entire map because you can't there's certain things you can't do while you're holding the tv so you either have to throw it or sit it down and so if you forget to pick it up before you leave the room the rat will come and steal he steals items once you leave the room so if you're trying to do the tv achievement and you forget to pick it up and you walk into the next room and you it's gone like the rat just steals that shit yeah so, so, so it's, a little elaboration on that it's to unlock one of the the characters you can play right and i believe you have to carry to carry it from the second floor all the way to the shop on the fifth floor 
and yep. you, it takes up your item slot. You can't dodge <laughs> with it in your inventory, and that's like one of the biggest things in the game. And if you do, it drops it, and it can fall off terrain into the abyss, and <laughs> you have to start all over. So you have to go through four <laughs> floors and however many boss fights and stuff with this busted ass fucking TV to unlock the fucking robot who's a fucking cock himself. <laughs> it's just it's it's worth it in the end, but you, you gotta you gotta you start looking up the definition of madness somewhere halfway through. Oh nice. man, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, so now you can kick the rat's the ass. Robot, the robot. But yeah, the ro- the rat's at. That's true. You can kill the rat. I don't know if you can kill him, but you can definitely so. beat him and defeat him in some way. And I actually watched Cobalt Streak um, fight the rat, and it was insane. It was the coolest thing I've probably ever seen in any video game ever. It was so wow. And those are big words. Those are, I just beat Bullet Hell for the first time, so those are some big words. It was insane. Okay, so there's <laughs> like. Crazy references out the butt. Like, there's spoiler alert. If anyone spoiler wants alert, to, uh, if anybody wants play to this and this. have the experience, you should probably mute the stream for a minute. I cannot say anything if you guys don't want spoilers. No, I don't. I don't mind. So I play bad. it very casually, but go ahead. We, we spoiler. We, the alert has been made. Okay. Yeah. So he shoots blobs of cheese at you that like shoot across the screen in multiple waves super fast and then they they go outside of the room and then the same waves come back in super fast and so you have to like time anticipate all these things and then you know that javelin attack that in wizard of legend the javelin guy where you yeah. see the lines yeah and then it just smashes you in the face or the um the orbs you see the lines and you're like okay i have to get out of this way that same concept is used when he's shooting cheese at you and then so that's the first fight you beat him there and then there's a second phase obviously the second phase he uses a freaking uh metal gear to fight you like an actual metal gear from metal, metal gear? gear from metal gear it looks a, like a smaller version of the metal gear rex i want to call it from metal gear solid it's nice. so cool and the attacks it doesn't make sense. Like they, they move so much faster than the main character. I don't understand how you're even supposed to dodge around it. And like, there are these big circles that fly around the room super fast. And if you get inside one of the circles, their circle will close on you and it'll just hit you and squash you. And once you you can't roll out of it or you can roll out of it, but you have to time it. And then, um, the third phase, dude, um, Dodge Roll Dave, about like a month ago, went on Barbed Wire. Barbed Wire is one of the biggest um, Gungeon streamers. He just, that's all he streams. Okay. Uh, pretty much. He's an amazing guy. He's a friend of mine. Follow him, watch him, touch him with his dingling. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, I'm gonna tell um, him you said that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Why not? That plug didn't sound quite right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard but, it here first, folks. Touch him in his dingling. Yeah, but in his stream once, um, Dodgerel Dave and Devolver Digital came in. Devolver Digital published Enter the Gungeon. Right. Um, so they came in, and Dodgerel Dave was like, secret tip, play the game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out if you want to like, get ahead on 
the new content. And the third phase is a direct reference to Mike Tyson's punch out. And you essentially, you play as your character on top of the Metal Gear Rex, punching the shit out of Resourceful Rat. And every time you punch him, like some pickup or item shoots out of his body. So depending on how far you get in the fight, even if you lose, you just, the fight ends and then whatever you punched out of his body, you can pick up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you could just get a whole bunch of items the longer you last in the fight? Yeah, I'm so jazzed about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I can sense the passion in your voice. It, oh, yeah. it sounds pretty amazing. And hopefully one day I can actually make it to this point where I can experience it myself. Oh my I'm God. not that good at that game. But... Uh, it's yeah no I I'm I'm jazzed for it I'm I'm mostly excited about synergies because synergies make things more like Isaac there you can have that run where you get like three items right away and you're a god because of the synergies that they have but you don't know that until you get them and I think that's something that's always kind of been missing like you said from Gungeon it's like you know you kind of know the which guns are good which guns aren't which uh which passive buffs are good which ones aren't and the the addition of that many synergies is going to make things a lot more entertaining and the replay value will just go through the roof i think oh uh, absolutely because so, even even the way it stands right now there's plenty of builds where you're just like all right i'm just going to build as much health and armor as possible and i'm just going to like not do that much damage but i'm going to rely on like being a dodgy little fuck and surviving Right. Other times we go full glass cannon. You have two full hearts, but you've got like all empowered buffs and maybe like <laughs> a minigun and a rocket launcher, and you're just like, okay, we'll see how long I live. Yeah. So <laughs> you play the spice I, run. I I can tell. Yes. Uh, <laughs> get all spice runs. So uh-huh. uh, so it'll be very interesting to see once synergies get and how diverse all those things get. From what I can tell, it. There's a bajillion quality of life improvements and changes. And then on top of that, I think the game is actually just, it's considerably easier as far as like from the offensive standpoint. They give you a lot uh, more drops that add to your arsenal and the chance of you, I'm sure everyone has gotten the run where you have no ammo left and you just legit just have the starting weapon left and then you're trying to beat the final boss and you're like how how am i supposed to beat him i have no ammo it doesn't right. make any sense yeah no yeah all around i think so the last question and then i think after this we're going to move on to chief's beef i think it's time the last question i have cuz some people are going to ask this what does it cost <laughs> uh many it's, hours of free time <laughs> it's a legitimate yes, so. question because there's a lot of new content people are going to be like wow all that new content what does it cost jimmy you know the answer to that <laughs> answer my question asshole <laughs> hey i may be an asshole but i'll answer your question um it's free it's absolutely free that's the most amazing part you're just they spent- paying with money but they spent how many hours, like like legitimate developer well, we man should, we hours should, have... We should be clear. The base game's 15 bucks. Right. The big the game costs giant money. update is free. Right. Yes. 
That, I mean, I would have gladly paid five or ten bucks for the amount of content that they're adding to this. And the fact that they're just like, you know what? We spent, like, what did we say? They announced it uh, summer of last year. I mean, it's it hasn't been a full year, but almost a full year developing this. That's real time and energy and money that's gone into developing this. And they're like, you know what? Here it is. It's free. But, I mean, that from for me, I like I have to respect that because I would not work for a whole year for free. I mean, I think that's something about to say about Devolver as a whole because I know for Ruiner they had a like a Christmas or something DLC that they were just like, yeah, everyone who has the game here have it. Um, and Sammy and I were both excited about that because I think we both had just st- finished streaming that game. I just that got that. I have to play it. I'm excited. It, I have to finish good. it. I have to finish it. I'm like on the last leg, but no one was watching me, and then I started playing. Uh, into the gungeon, the people started watching me, and then I just stopped playing Roner. Not intentionally, yeah. <laughs> it just I just stopped. I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. You know which one I enjoyed? Uh, side note before we move on to Chief's Beef. Uh, if you ever played the uh, Hotline Miami games, and you were like, oh, I want something God. a little bit more fast-paced, a little bit more just like... Fa- bop, bop. Faster paced than the Hotline Miami. Yeah. go just play a little Mis- more fast-paced. Go, go play Mr. Shifty. Mr. Shifty. Look oh, up. I want to play that so bad. Oh, I beat that game on stream. That game is amazing. Really? Add it to your list. Mr. Shifty is fucking... You feel like a god when you play that. Once you like get the mechanics down, that game is a blast. Mr. Shifty. I, got, I, I forget how I got that. I got it in a bundle or something. I got uh, it for free on Twitch for having Twitch Prime. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they've given it away through various different bundles or Twitch Prime or whatever, but play that game. If you liked Hotline Miami, if you like Top Down, it's not a roguelite. The levels are pre-designed and whatnot, but it's, uh, yeah, Mr. Shifty, do it. It's fun. It's a really cool game. So, hey, let's let's take a quick, like, two-minute break. I'm going to refill my blue cup. If you guys need to drink your drink, smoke your smoke, hit the bucket, do whatever you got to do. Uh, we'll take a couple minutes, and then as soon as we come back, the first thing we're going to do is uh, watch Sheaf's Beef. Right, so if, if you don't have Sheaf's Beef queued up, uh, the link is in the uh, group chat that we had. And we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to dive deep into Sheaf's Beef when we come back. So thank you guys for being here. Um, and, uh, I'm dude, Red Marsh, That Too Tall so far, like, fucking, I'm loving the discussion we went deep right now on uh <laughs> on uh gungeon and i'm super stoked about it so when we come back we'll have some sheaves to be for you guys all right all right i am back thank you everyone for being here anyone who is here from uh red marsh or that too tall stream i really appreciate you being here um this is officially the 10th podcast that we have done here my name is Jimmy Navio. I have James28, my co-host. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. He streams from time to time. He's just a really cool dude. And for those of you already who know, the Red, uh, we got Red Marsh and That Too Tall with us today as guests. We just went super deep on uh, Enter the Gungeon, the new expansion coming out. We're all super excited about it. I'm definitely going to stream it. I'll stream that probably. I'm going to play that a few times until Chasm comes out. I'm going to talk about Chasm until you're all sick of it. So I'm going to bring them back on here. And we're going to jump into it uh, with some Sheaf's Beef. For those who don't know, 
Sheaf's Beef, basically, uh, we have a friend. His name is Mashif, also a streamer. Shout out to Mr. Mashif. In fact, let me do that real quick in chat. Uh, he's a funny dude. I know him in real life. He sold me my car. He, I met him through Lady Navio. They work together. He's a streamer, and he he dedicated himself once a week to creating a pre-recorded video where he presents two topics to us that he has beef with. Two things that he's not happy about, or that he's frustrated with, and uh, we get to debate those two topics. You guys can join us in chat, and we're all going to decide which one is the bigger beef. There, And according to him, there is a right and wrong answer. So we, we have to try and... Uh, Determine which beef is the bigger beef. So I'm going to bring the other guys back on, and we're going to watch some Sheaf's Beef. All right. You guys can unmute yourselves if you want. We're back. We're live. And uh, let's see. Let me switch to my media view here, and we're going to get this beef going. Oh, where'd my stream go? There it is. All right. Media view. Sheaf's beef you pause the music so we get the full effect here all right uh let me cue it up so i am at zero zero we'll do one two three go and we'll hit play when you guys are ready okay yep all right one two three go welcome everyone to another episode of beefs we're down here at JTRHNVR Studio Network Complex Headquarters, bringing you the beef. Now your host, Miss Sheaf. Welcome everyone to the stadium. My name is Miss Sheaf. I'm bringing you the beef. We got two big beefs this week, and they're going to go head to head, so let's get started. First beef is cashiers. What? Okay, cashiers. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know about you guys, but I've been dealing with a lot of people that are half <laughs> awake. They're only kind of half there. They don't know what's going on. They're not present at their job. And I get it. It's a cashier job. I I was a cashier. I know what that's like. It's boring. It's tedious. lasts forever. And then you go home. Okay. Two issues I've been having. I don't know if you guys are having the same thing. I got cashiers where you go up and you go, hey, listen, there's four of those, two of those, six of those. And what you're trying to do is shorten the amount of time that you're spending in line. Now, when I was a cashier, I would do anything I could to get you out of my face as quickly as possible so I could go back to doing nothing. I want to go back to doing nothing. You want to go back to doing nothing. Let's work together and figure out how we can go back to doing nothing together. One of the ways you can do that is by speeding up the, the checking out process. And that is by saying, hey, ring it up once, hit the four button, let's go. The second thing, getting kind of old, the next person to tell me they don't have Apple Pay, when I hold up a Samsung, what? slapped across the face with this phone. Now, I get it. You don't care about your job. Totally understand. I didn't care about mine either. But there's a little tiny thing on the merchant terminal that shows a picture of an Apple logo or an Android logo or both. And in any case, it doesn't matter. It's Samsung, okay? It duplicates a magnetic strip. It works literally everywhere except for a few places and the few places it doesn't work chances are you don't fucking work there okay one place it doesn't work is lowe's the second place it doesn't work is places that are mom and pop in the hole places just 
that have the oldest possible technology, those are the places it doesn't work. It works on vending machines. It works at the drive-through. It works at the bank. It works everywhere. But the cashier will always insist that it doesn't work. And it doesn't matter if I just used it with you a week ago or yesterday. You're always going to tell me the same thing. I don't think we, I don't think that works. Okay. Enough with the attitude. Don't tell me it's not going to work when I know it's going to work. And if we could speed it up just a little bit, that would be awesome. That's why cashiers, you are the first beef of the week. Second beef being grown up sick. Now, take a second and remember what it was like when you were sick as a kid, okay? <clears throat> Mom, I got the sniffles. I can't go to school. What happened? <laughs> okay, Mom would buy you all the Gatorade so you stay nice and hydrated. You stay at home in the air conditioning, and you play Pokemon all day, okay? You're smashing the Elite Four. You're waiting for Toonami to come on. No school <laughs> for you. Great fucking day. Now, being grown up sick is the complete opposite of awesome. Being grown <laughs> yeah. up sick sucks when you're grown up sick and your kid's sick doesn't matter taking care of the kid okay you don't get to stop you don't get to just relax and get better no you still got to do all your shit that you got to do if you're a parent you're taking care of your kids and it's fucking miserable if you're going to school or going to work or both for some people if you're sick and got to go to work Jesus Christ, that sucks. The first thing that's going to happen, you're going to have a headache. You're going to be like, I don't want to be here. Work is going to be an awful day. You get to work. First thing someone says to you is, you look sick. You should go home. Don't come here sick. And you're like, yeah, you're right. But I'm out of sick pay or I can't afford it. Or I tried to call out last week. I got yelled at. Whatever. So you get to work. Everyone's telling you to go home because you're sick and you hate being at work. And you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. But I can't fucking afford to do that. Or on the flip side, you're actually like, Fuck it. I got sick pay. I'm going to stay home today because I'm sick. I don't want to get better and I don't want to deal with this shit. So you go to call into work and then it's a big ordeal. What do you mean you're calling in sick? You're not that sick. I saw you yesterday. You were fine. And you got to come up with this whole thing and make all the excuses. And it's, it's it just tends into this big thing, right? You got you to gotta either fake it or over-exaggerate it or whatever so you don't feel like you're being an asshole by calling out and putting everyone else out. So that's why being grown up sick... You are the beef of the week. So let's take it to the chat. I want to see what Red Marsh has to say. James, Jimmy, that too tall. What do you guys have to say? Which is the beefiest? Now keep in mind, there's a right answer. And we're going to see <laughs> if you get it right, right after the break with the beef. All right. I paused at 513. All right. So That too tall. What do you think? Okay, I, it's tough. I don't think I know <laughs> Mashif well enough to answer this, but there's like a serious answer, and I feel like there's a personal answer here. And I have a little uh, anecdote for, uh, I think you probably picked cashiers, but I think the serious answer is the uh, grown up sick one. And actually, a little story because like I work in healthcare right now, and like when I call off, like there's this whole, whole call off line stuff, and it's supposed to be personal, and you don't like know it and like I work with patients and stuff. So like me being sick is like, there's a good chance I'm going to get them sick and stuff like that. And it's just a whole bad thing. But like I have called in before and like my coworkers were say, you know, make sure you call in and say like, why are you calling off? Like personal reasons, never tell them. One time I was like, I'm sick. And of course I think 10 minutes later, I get a call from my manager saying, I don't care if you're sick, come in now. Uh, so 
I think definitely there's a stigma of like, you're an adult, you're not allowed to get sick. Yeah. And, and that's definitely a, a systemic issue and probably the right thing. I feel like Mashif gets much more uh, annoyed by cashiers than being grown up sick. Cause there's probably a, a frequency bias, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say grown up sick is the, 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 the bigger the, beef, the bigger beef. All right. Red Marsh. What do you think? Okay, I'm going to go with the same thing, honestly. I mean, cashiers are cashiers, but I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people who work shitty jobs. And honestly, I couldn't care less if they're too uninformed to know how a machine works. Um, I personally think that being grown up sick is like one of the worst things in the world because of not only, okay, a lot of jobs you're not getting paid. And even if you are getting paid, you have all these other responsibilities, like Mashif said, especially if you're like a real grown up and you have kids and you're married and all this other stuff. But on top of that, it makes so much sense to like that you have to over exaggerate, like how sick you are. Like I had um, my boss who like I was literally laying on the ground for two days straight. I was so sick in my bathroom because I couldn't lay on the ground or on my bed because of the having to go you know, to the bathroom, getting up, you know, all that stuff. And he was like, I mean, are you sure you can't come in? Like literally could not move more than a couple feet every like five hours. And it's just like, you have to make this whole thing. You have to go into detail. Like, yes, I threw up all over the place and you know, uh, all this stuff. So that's what that's my personal opinion. Grown up sick is worse, but I'm gonna go with the same thing that the cashiers are Mashif's bigger beef. So, but your personal choice is grown up sick for both of you guys. But you're anticipating that Mashif's bigger beef is cashiers. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, James? I haven't really had to deal with cashiers all that often because like what I like doing is that whole like, you know, pay on the phone and then just pick it up. It's there. You don't even have to talk to the dude. You're just like, this is my order. Should be, should be done. But I understand where Mashif is coming from. But <laughs> being sick at work, I can emphasize with that because I worked in the dish room. And if I was sick, I couldn't just be like, oh, I can't show up because I know my boss would be like, James, you know how it is in the dish room. We need you in there. One less person. It's not going to work. And I knew if I stayed home, just just because I was feeling like the onset of something was coming, it was just going to ruin everyone else's day. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll tough it out. I can handle it in the dishroom. But then being feverish, and now you're in a super hot and steamy enclosed space just makes it 10 times worse. So that's, that's my personal beef. <laughs> See... This one's actually kind of hard for me. And my cushy, the, the reason for it is one of the benefits of my job as a software developer, because it's such a competitive market, is that like the perks are pretty like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like they're really concerned with making sure people stay happy. And so, like, we have a full kitchen stocked with snacks. You know, we have 
energy drinks like on demand. Like we literally have just like boxes full of energy drinks and coffee on tap. And so like because of the whole so – because they have to compete with people like Google and Facebook and whatever. So like customer – like or employee satisfaction is really important because the job is so – you sit in a chair and look at code all day. So they have to find other ways to like kind of keep people uh, satisfied and engaged or whatever. Along with that, most software companies don't even have sick time. They have vacation and personal time. And I'm, I've never been asked personally. I, I don't even have to say I'm sick. I can just say, hey, I'm taking the day off. I got to deal with some stuff. And my boss is like, cool, whatever. As long as I'm meeting my deadlines, I've never been questioned about like how sick I am or so like I like I personally in my current career cannot relate with that. So like I like I know that's going to make me sound like whatever, but I I just I can't relate with the whole adult sick time. Like I've I can just tell my boss like be like hey Oliver, I'm going to take the day off. I got to deal with some shit. He's like, "All right, cool." Uh, make sure you uh, make sure you push those changes uh, on Thursday when you come back or whatever. Unless there's like if there's like a, a server migration or an update or something, then, yeah, like if I'm sick, I'll just work from home and I'll do that shit on my couch. And he'll no, we have to do this today and I'll get it done. But I can do that on a laptop remotely. So I personally cannot relate to the whole adult sick, like having to explain to my boss, maybe, maybe in high school when I had my repair, my like IT repair job, that would have been an issue. But at, like currently I don't have that problem. On the other hand, just the other day, I went through a drive through and I dealt with the most frustrating ordering of food that I've ever experienced in my entire life. She literally wasn't paying attention to a word I said, and I had to repeat everything I said three times. And it was the most like I, I literally I looked over at Lady Navio and I was like, she's literally she's not listening to anything that I'm saying right now. And it, like I, I was losing my mind and I know it's so fickle, but it bugged me so much <laughs> that like I like your one job is to listen to your earpiece and press a button to put the fucking shit that I just said on the screen. And I had to say it three or four times before she would actually do it. Oh, did I bump my desk? I'm sorry. Was that me? Uh, People who come high to work. I mean, I understand. I'm just sorry. I'm just interrupting you. I, I no, apologize. go for it. Go for but it. But like, honestly, I, w I don't like to judge and I'm not judging like that choice, but I would say that I would perceive that person to be inebriated in some way and or actually physically sick because they're generally speaking people aren't that just stupid. They, they aren't just stupid, stupid. It's usually someone's either too tired, too sick, or too drugged out, and or distracted by something else. Don't underestimate stupidity. I mean, I understand that, but like, <laughs> I would say that if they're in that job and they've been in that job for a while, I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden they became ridiculously stupid. Yeah. And they would get fired if they were that bad with every customer. Most likely. All right. So I personally right now, because of recent experiences, would have to go with cashier. 
Uh, Red Marsh and That Too Tall have both said adult sick. And James, what was yours? Personally, adult sick. Adult sick. So I am the I am in the minority here. I, due to recent experiences, I would have to say cashier is my bigger beef currently. Um, so I, let let's see let's see what what we're dealing with here. Let's go back to our machine beef. I'm at five thirteen. Uh, let let me switch back to. My- so my media view here. I almost just choked on my own tongue, but that's okay. All right, five thirteen on go. We'll do one, two, three, go. Okay. All right. One, two, three, go. And welcome back to Chiefs Beef. We're bringing you the beef, and now the beefiest beef of the beef week with Mashif. Final beef is ah yes sick. <laughs> What the guests win nightmare that is. Okay. If you're sick and you're a grown up, man, my heart goes out to you because you're dealing with some crap. Even just a small, small headache or a small cold or whatever, it sucks. And if you got a real illness, like something really bad is going on in your life, it's even worse. Okay. Fuck what everyone has to say. Tell your boss, I ain't coming in. Get better. Don't get everyone else at the office sick and have this endless cycle of sick people and dealing with if it's okay to call out or not. Just take care of you and get it over with. Because you need to get better. You got shit you got to do. You're a grown-up. So that's why being grown-up sick is the beef of the way. Nice. Love it. Thank you, Mashif, for giving us another episode of Sheaf's Beef. Always appreciated. Um, I saw a comment. By the way, guys, uh, I know I've said this a couple times, but just to set the expectation, generally on podcasts, we don't interact with chat as much. Occasionally, we'll pick out a comment, but it's really about the discussion between us. We appreciate you guys being here and chatting with each other, but we all we won't always be as responsive with chat. So I hope that's okay. But I did just see a comment that reminded me of an experience. That bishop girl said, uh, what if the cashier was adult sick? And this is a very real issue that I think we should talk about because uh, I have a personal experience. There was a restaurant in my hometown growing up, and this restaurant was called... Um, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was an Italian restaurant. It was Papa something. Papa Giorgio or Papa, Papa something. Pa- no, Papa Rico's. <laughs> it was called pa- pa- it wasn't Papa John's. It was it was a locally owned sit-down restaurant. It was called Papa Ricchio's. And uh, the whole theme of the place was a speakeasy, right? So like you walk in the front and there's just like a clerk sitting at a desk with like a, a like a not a suit what's a, a pants suit or a dress suit it was a girl sitting at the counter and when you walk in there's a sign on the door that said ask for papa or say papa sent you and so you'd say hey i'm looking for papa and she'd hit a button under the desk and the bookshelf would slide over and there was a restaurant behind it it was really Whoa. cool it was like it was like straight up like a speakeasy type and they would do murder mystery nights all the all of the uh, all the all the servers were super rude, like uh, <laughs> like th- they all had like pinstripe mafia suits on with like slicked hair and like yeah what do you want you know like that it was like a very <laughs> it was a theme restaurant and it was like speakeasy style I love that place my parents took me there two or three times as a kid absolutely loved it 
Guess what happened? They had a cook in their kitchen who had hepatitis, one of them. I don't know, A, B, C. I forget which one. But I guarantee you he tried to call in sick and his boss was like, nope, got to come in. And uh, Mashif, do you remember this place? It was in our hometown. Uh, it was called Papa Riccio's. It was on uh, coffee. You know, over like where the Rollerama is by the freeway? It's not there anymore because it went out of business. But yeah, so me, I remember talking to my friend Blair in high school. She was like, yeah, did you go there between this date and that date? If so, she's like, I had to go get a hep shot. Because like this fucking cook went into work sick with hep, whatever which one, I don't remember. And like, so the place got shut down and a bunch of people who ate between this time period are like, yeah, you might want to go get a shot because... So that's what happens. That's what happens when you force people in low-level service positions to come in sick and work because, like, you're putting other people at risk too. And and so, yeah, that is that is absolutely – it's kind of a combination of the two. It was a – it wasn't a cashier, but it was a person working in a in – a, entry-level service cook position whose boss probably said no fuck you you got to come in i don't care if you're sick and as a result the whole like everybody had like everyone had to go get shots the place got shut down there was like a they they did like a whole there was like articles on the newspaper it was a mess so yes it's always the one person you trust not to poison your food (laughs) (laughs) yeah so no, I yeah, they're both they're both beefy for sure. There's there's beef all around. Those are good topics. I liked them. Just uh just a little medical insight here. It was probably Hep A, um because Hep A and E are the ones that transmit from like basically your mouth and your ass. Uh, you think like vowels are like A and E out your ass, something like that. Vowels, everything. (laughs) Everything, I will never forget that. Everything else is, you know, blood. So, like, probably if he was like coughing and sneezing on your food, that's like the only time you'd get Hep A, or unless he had Hep C and just started like bleeding all over your food. So, (laughs) either way, (laughs) maybe slightly concerned. Bleeding. No, that's just tomato sauce, boss. Don't worry about it. Hopefully, hopefully, it wasn't bleeding (laughs) on our food, but you, you know, you never know. Uh, I bleed from my ears uh, once a month. That's uh, a thing that runs in my family. Uh, don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> Do you also speak in tongues? That too. Yeah. It also runs in my family. How did you know? Do occasionally like just uh, thousands of locusts just fly through your living room? and? That's true. Yeah, no. How are you? How do you know my life? I don't understand. <laughs> I saw I saw a documentary. It's called the The Exorcist. Oh, geez. Oh, maybe I should get exercise. Yeah, there you Wait. go. Is that maybe that's not the right word? Yeah, no. You you just gotta get a gym membership. <laughs> yeah, take it exactly. Just take <laughs> just take care of that. And that, folks, is a pun. Hey. Um, we're gonna we're gonna hit a couple of these topics that we talked about. So, um. Guys, I don't know if you knew this, but No Man's Sky is still a thing. <laughs> did, did you guys know that they're still updating that game because everyone's still mad at them for promising all the things that they couldn't deliver? I did mean, you know? Did um, anyone know? I, I, I actually you? did because I have one one friend who still plays it and is defending it as a great game. Apparently, in its current state, it's a perfectly adequate, enjoyable, playable game. Nah, 
I'm I'm not gonna try it. So here's the deal: in six days, uh, there's another huge update coming out that's bringing full multiplayer, which they promised. They did promise from like day one. Eventually, like, and then they were like, "No, there's no multiplayer." Uh, so they're bringing full multiplayer and procedurally generated stuff. So they're they're still trying to make like so. I, I saw a comment on Reddit about this, and it was interesting. He said basically what they did was they came out with an early access game <laughs> on on Sony full um, release. Play, yeah, full release early access game without letting anyone know that it was a- actually uh, early access. But uh, uh, I only bought a PS4 for No Man's Sky. Thankfully, PS4 is rad, even though No Man's Sky. Hey, I I don't think this is a paid. I think it's a free update. It is. So I wanted I wanted to check out this trailer and decide because when the original trailer for No Man's Sky came out, it had a whole bunch of shit in it, and none of it none of it came true. So I wanted to check out this trailer and see if. Uh, what what we think if this is actually stuff that's already developed in the game or if it's just more empty promises hopefully they learn their lesson because they're showing underwater level look right off the bat they're showing you like a full-blown underwater level with multiplayer there's two dudes swimming around there's three dudes so there's like a whole team of dudes just running around together underwater and then they pop out of the water now they're in the world interacting with stuff they're farming i mean this looks like a badass game like i because i remember when no man's sky was released i was like all right cool like i'll be able to explore endless worlds with my friends with procedurally generated worlds and monsters and see my issue though is like out of all the stuff they got because like i of course watched those like super cuts of like the guy saying all the things you can do in the game and then you obviously couldn't do any of that uh so here like, he goes flying from the planet yeah into it's like space should have been able to do that stuff on launch yep but they are like there there there's there is something to be said for the fact that like they could have just buried their heads in the sand and just like never touched the game again and been like oops my bad we already got your money they are trying still to deliver on their initial promises. Now, that being said, they should never have promised those things from day one release, but I don't know. Like, the fact that they are kind of, like, still trying to get there. No, I'll, I'll absolutely give them credit, because I feel like most other developers would be like, well, time to make another game, because we already got the money. Um, right. But, yeah, so something to be said for that, but, you know. They're they're definitely just dealing with like guilt and backlash and like <laughs> that's oh. what Mashif said. He said guilt oh, updates. They're avoiding a lawsuit. Was Honestly, it- I don't own the game. I never bought it because I don't buy pre-releases. I always wait and see. I'll wait like six months to a year before I buy a game, and by then it's like you know thirty percent off, and I'm like, okay, they worked out all the kinks, and then I'll buy it. That's like my mo generally. I don't buy stuff new very often. Um... But now, like, after this trailer, I'm like, ah, I might buy this game. Like, I I think it's finally at a point where I could consider maybe buying it for 20 bucks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but, like, again, I, I'm if if the initial release was awful and this is supposed to be like, we're going to fix everything, like, you, you doubly wait for reviews then. 
No, if I had bought the game like day one or pre-release, I'd be pissed. But I'm coming from a different perspective because I never bought the game, but now it kind of looks cool. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I would say that I would probably, someone being frugal, you know, accounting and all that, and not everybody who's an accountant is frugal, but I definitely lean towards that. I would wait until I heard anything about it. I never bought No Man's Sky. I heard all the hype. I was like super hyped about it, but I didn't have any money to buy it. So I'm super glad I didn't. But but it looks amazing, but it looks like, I feel like there's maybe probably things they could add to it after they release this update, to be honest. It's such a huge project that was like legitimately impossible for them to do in such a short amount of time. And it's ridiculous for them to say, Oh, we could do all this stuff. We're essentially making Minecraft, but with a gajillion worlds that you can instantly, like, just fly to places, multiplayer, with amazing graphics and alien procedurally generated animals. I mean, it's a lot, but they've had years now to fix it. <laughs> and watch, Minecraft is still Minecraft. It's just a bunch of blocks with hey, shit man. painted on it. <laughs> There's depth, though. Minecraft is... How many animals are there in Minecraft now? They've added and, quite a bit. And, like, like, programmable blocks. Underwater and, ones now. It's depthy, that's for sure. That's for sure. I'm just saying that they're, they're trying to outdo a game that is one of the highest-grossing games of all time, Minecraft, but, like, exponentially make the game better than it. Which is, but it has space travel, no dude! Sense. I know. I'm, what I'm saying is I feel, I feel like they tried to make a game better than anyone else was even possibly capable of doing in like a short span of time. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. When this update comes out on the 24th, I'm, so what I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to watch some streams. I'm going to read some reviews. If they deliver on this new set of promises that they're making, I might, if I can find it for like $15, $20, I might actually buy it. But it's it's definitely going to be a, a wait and see thing. I'm going to see if they if they because it, it it could be an eight, another case of empty promises. No so. man's sky is still full price. No man buy. Hey, no, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'll wait till you know either on like PS maybe it'll be on uh, PS Plus or it'll be you know I'll find it at GameStop for like used for like. 40% off. Like yeah. I'm there's no way I'm going to pay 60 bucks for it, but if I can find it for like 20 bucks, I'll I I I recently bought Horizon by the way. The Horizon full edition for PS4, I recently bought that cuz it has all of the DLC and stuff. I just started playing and it's fucking I don't know if anyone's played Horizon. That game is pretty fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's like it's like the new Zelda game with more depth. Uh, <laughs> how deep does it go well it because you know like zelda other than the cooking and like finding random weapons like you know you hit the temples and like you kind of build up your character horizon zero dawn yeah that one okay. the, for ps4 that game i just bought it i've been playing it for a couple days and i i'm loving it it's it's been really enjoyable the narrative's pretty good I don't know. I will see. I might actually finally bite the bullet, and uh, I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm going to buy a capture card right now. But 
I've seen a couple people use the uh, PS4. They have the thing where you can stream it to your PC and play games through your PC. And then you can uh, capture that and stream that way. Yeah. I might, I might, I might do that with Horizon because I'm having a lot of fun playing it, and I want to keep playing it, but I also want to keep streaming. So I might play Horizon on stream. We'll see. I'm, you should I'm... do it. You should do it. I would, I would watch that. Um, yeah. But I've heard good things. I have, um, like, an ex best friend, still close friend, who I watch play for like a bajillion hours because that's just what he does. People come over to his house and he just keeps playing video games. But that's another story. Um, but, uh, I mean, he seemed to love it, and this was, like, before a lot of DLC came out. So, I would say that, um, I mean, go for it, man. It's It looks amazing, honestly. So, for those who don't know, the pre- the general premise of the game is that it's in the future. But it's, I don't know, like, I haven't played it enough to figure out what happened. But it's kind of, like, post-apocalyptic in the sense that, like, there was technology... And then now it's kind of gone back to like almost like a uh, Indian tribal society where they're and uh, but there's still technology remnants. And there's like so there's like there's like robot dinosaurs just wandering the lands. And then like you'll come across this underground uh, cave, but it's not a cave because it's got like it's like an office like there's desks and old computers that don't work anymore and stuff. So like there's obviously that there was an advanced technology that built all this technology and like sorry, under there was an advanced community that built technology but then for we don't know why but for whatever reason they don't exist anymore but there's remnants of that technology. Could you postulate that their downfall was making a bunch of robot dinosaurs? <laughs> they very well could be the case. I haven't gotten that far. Like, I don't know what, like, I'm still picking up the pieces. So, like, so but, you, but you, play, you play a character, the main character is a female character who grew up in this world, this post-apocalyptic world where there's robot dinosaurs now just kind of randomly. There's still normal like there's bunny rabbits and turkeys and shit, but then there's also like every once in a while like a robot dinosaur just walks by and you're like, oh, I'm gonna kill that, and you're like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sure that it'll it'll that's gonna be explained what happened and all that stuff, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I may I may end up streaming it. Uh, James, your turn. Ready? Did you read this article? Because I'm gonna ask you about it. Uh, which article? <laughs> there were- this one. The Culling 2. Explain oh. why that game just oh. fucking died oh, wow. day one. Two. Wow, that was <laughs> something, all right. So, in case people didn't know. By the way, cool. real quick, before you go okay, into detail, yeah, go. Smoshi, thanks for being here. I saw that you just hosted me. We're doing our Wednesday night podcast. Welcome anyone from Smoshi, Smoshi. How do you say his name? I don't know. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Go. Okay. Tell us so why the case, Culling 2 is a terrible know. game. The first Culling started out really good. And it slowly drove itself into the ground. Then all of a sudden, the calling two appeared, and people were like, "Wait a minute, this is happening!" And then it got released, and no one bought it. And it's a battle royale game that takes a hundred players, and no one bought it. So if you buy it, it doesn't work. So Steam was offering free refunds to to all twenty people that purchased it. 
Can, can I elaborate on this for you? Yes, yes. yes. This, this is great because I saw a little bit of this. So it got released on like a Tuesday or something. The first mm-hmm. trailer for the game came the following Thursday. For, first news of the game came after the release. So they released it <laughs> yep. and they didn't even have a trailer for the game until I think, two days I think later. the peak player base was 300 and that lasted a day. And the average player base went down to eight. <laughs> Which, which again, with James said, you can't play with less than 100 people, so there you go. Game game alive and dead in a week. Yeah, right here it says the Culling 2 has been cancelled oh just eight days after launching on Steam. Jesus. So this is, uh, I mean, it didn't even do as well as uh, Radical Heights or whatever the fuck they <laughs> I know a couple weeks ago on the podcast we talked about Radical Heights. We were joking about that, but like everyone's just doing whatever they can to money grab the shit out of Battle Royale right now. But then the craziest thing, the dev said, all right, this this bombed so badly that we're going back to the calling one. We're, we're reverting a bunch of these patches what? and we're making the game closer to how it originally was. But at this point, it's like, who still wants to play this? Does the calling cost money? Yes. The I'm gonna... the calling when it came out, you probably would have liked it because it was more similar to it was more similar to the Darwin Project than other battle royales like PUBG and Fortnite. Okay. It was more you run around, you could craft items. There's like these small drone airdrops that you can call in, and it it, it, it took it was... itself less seriously. It was legit, like straight out of the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I, that's why I made the Hunger Games comparison to Darwin Project mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Because a lot of people, when they think of Battle Royale, that's kind of the image that you get. Like you're dropped into this world, and the the way that Darwin Project is more like the Hunger Games is the fact that there's a director who can like close yeah, areas yeah, yeah. and kind of do shit like that. So. The Culling, I never played it. It, w- it was kind of on my radar. I knew about it because they had some promotional... They did a couple promotional videos or streams with, like, a couple celebrities. Who was it? Like, Snoop Dogg? Or, there were, like, someone... There there was, like, some weird... Like, really weird cross-promotion with, like, some celebrities or something playing The Culling. And then I went and looked it up on Steam, and it cost money. And I was like, nope. Like, that... Like, that... Because that's the problem, right? Ooh, drop those eyes, Daddy. <laughs> Sorry, I, I <laughs> chronic dry eye. So no, I I have look right here. You don't have to tell me twice. Look, I I'm the same way. I'm nice. if I don't have my eye drops nearby, I I definitely start to feel it. Um, I have like a panic attack when I realize that I got to work and I don't have eye drops. Or, no, like, I brought the trip and I don't have eye drops. I'm like, Jesus. Yep, you gotta go to the store and get some eye drops. But uh. I, we talked about this last week on the pod, or two weeks ago on the podcast. It's too late. Unless your game is free, you're going to fail. If you're going to come out with a battle royale right now and you're going to charge 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever for it, you you can't. Like, no, it's no. just not. Battle, battle royale has effectively, it, it, has a, it has a king winner at this moment. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Like, like, Fortnite's developers are doing such a good job of keeping that game fresh and interesting. Like, people don't want to go play... I mean, like, Realm Royale is getting a little bit of traction. 
Um, but Rome so Royale like, is, a, is just the biggest ripoff I've ever seen, I think. Oh, it's yeah. free, though. Anything. Yeah, definitely. But it's, it's free, and it seems like it's entertaining in its own way. But, like, you're not going to get people to pay 30 bucks or 20 bucks for a Battle Royale game because they go, oh, we got, you know, we're, we're covered. We're good. We're good. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless it's free and it does something unique that isn't already being done, you're not going to, like... I, I enjoy Realm Royale specifically because I don't like the building mechanic of Fortnite, and it's free. I think yeah, the building that's... mechanic is the coolest part about the game. Oh, but... definitely. I, but I think that that's like the polarizing feature of Fortnite is that. Right. It's oh yeah, for sure. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, or, like and, of, and I think Realm Royale is smart because. Sorry, go ahead, James. I was gonna say a lot of people I've seen that are playing more Realm Royale. It's because they enjoy the class based and the ability combat compared to Fortnite and the building. It yeah. captures that other niche market that was stuck yeah. in Fortnite that wasn't available in a different game. Right, cool. it's a unique they have there's something unique about it and it's free. The reason Darwin Project failed is it had unique mechanics, but they charged like what was it 20 or 30 bucks? Yeah, or 15 or 20 bucks. So like if 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 Darwin Project would have been free day one. I got it for free actually. Off of like this tiny like minor beta program thing, I honestly think it was an error, <laughs> and I got it for free. That's, the only That's what I'm saying. Like if Darwin Project would have been free day one because it had the unique mechanic with the bow and arrow and the axe and the crafting mechanics. If it would have been free day one and they just had like skins or whatever, like yeah, some other way to monetize it, it wouldn't have failed. But they were trying to charge $20. So, like, I loved that game. And I tried to convince my community to buy it. And it was like, fuck that, it's $20. Yeah. And there's no way that game was destined to fail from day one because they were charging money in a market that was saturated where the Fortnite was free to play already. Like, I just really like Darwin, too. I know. I love it. Darwin Project. It was not worth the money. It's... It's really good. It's it's free now, but it's Fortnite, too late. It's, it's too really little, good. too late. Oh, they went to free. Yeah, it's free yeah, to play now. Too late. Wow. <laughs> yep. You woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's what Realm Royale did right. They were free to play, and they had two or three unique mechanics that were different than Fortnite. So, like people that didn't like the building of Fortnite are like, okay, cool. There's this class-based game that has a crafting mechanic and whatnot. Like, I love Realm Royale. Like, if I had to choose between Fortnite and Realm Royale, I'll play Realm Royale because I, I enjoy what it has to offer more. You realize then, why it's class-based, though, right? It's the it's the stupidest, most random amalgamation of like ripping off multiple games at the same time that's ever existed. They started with um, Paladins. Yeah, and Paladins. They what, wasn't it originally Overwatch. called Paladins Royale or Paladins? No, it was just Paladins. And it, they ripped off, completely ripped off Overwatch to the point that like almost every character was like a very like 90% copy of all the other Overwatch characters. Like there was a um whatever what's his name the guy with the big shield reinhardt yeah there was a reinhardt there was like everybody was in there and it was all the abilities were copied they didn't mix and match the abilities 
to make unique characters with the same abilities even. It was just the same characters, but free. And But then the reason why they did the Realm Royale is so successful is because they took the Overwatch concept and smashed it into Fortnite and made a weird baby of rips up, rip-offs, and now it's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it worked, though, because, like, it, that's what I was saying. Originally, Realm Royale was called, I think it was actually called Paladin's Royale. It was... It was... <laughs> oh, that would have been a mistake. Oh, yeah. No, it was. Paladin uh, still exists as its own title. And then they were like, oh, we're making a Battle Royale version. No, originally it was just a game mode for Paladins. Yeah, I heard that. It was. That's what it was. Is it like a separate game? No, it's a separate game entirely. That's why they changed the name to Realm Royale. Huh. Uh, Because originally it was like, I'm pretty sure it was called Paladins Royale. I'm going to look it up. but I'm I'm sure if it kept that name, the attraction would not be as high. No, yeah. Oh, yeah Eventually, definitely. they broke it off into its own game, yeah. but it, that, I think that's what it was called. Paladins um, already had its own identity. A lot of people knew what it was, and the people who wanted to play it had already played it. So, yeah, keeping that name would have been bad. I'm looking for it right now. I remember I had it on my list or- originally. Oh, this one. Yeah, it was called Paladins Royale. That's what it was called before they changed it to Realm Royale. So it's probably a good, probably a good decision. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I, in fact, I convinced. Uh, I think James and me and Gator Pete, like we, we went, we went pretty hard for a few days on uh, Realm Royale. Ga- I, Gator yeah, Pete it, really it enjoys sucks. it a lot. It sucked that we went hard on the game when the servers were really bad, and they were like, we're adding these guns and making them really overpowered so it's unfun to fight against them. Because they fixed <laughs> all of that now. Like, all the guns right now, they're, they're so nice. Each one fills a different, like, need that you want. And yeah, then, like, so much more overpowered compared to the other. Because there was a whole week where the submachine gun would just melt you in like two seconds and it was hit scan. <laughs> so you literally couldn't do anything against it if you were like out in the open. You would just die. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was pretty gnarly there for uh, for a minute. There were a couple guns that were definitely way overpowered. But that being said, uh, the Calling 2 is garbage. Don't play it. Um, pretty much the only ones worth playing right now are probably Fortnite. Um, and, uh, there's still kind of a player unknowns battlegrounds. There's still enough people. I like, that's a good game, but like, I don't know. I've never been a fan of player unknowns personally, honestly, Hmm. but I, I like, I like realm Royale. If I were to play one right now, that's the one I would play personally. I haven't played any of them other than Darwin Project. I, dude, Red Marsh, let's play, play some Realm Royale, dude. I, I promise you'll <laughs> like it. It's fun. I play some. I want to play Fortnite, but I still haven't gotten used to keyboard and mouse, and I know that I'm going to get owned if I try to use a controller on a PC platform, so I'm just like, whatever. I'm not going to yeah. play it because I don't want to get owned. I, I get that. But I'll play, I'll play Realm Royale with you for sure because I'm one, I'm one of those. I'm a contrarian like you probably. <laughs> I like things I that other people. Are I don't like it if it's too if it's too popular. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Wanna... Same thing. I'm a, I'm a fucking <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like that's just like a sh- small streamer mindset, though. 
I feel yeah. like that's oh, I no, even before streaming before I was that streaming. way. I was like, okay. oh, uh so uh Harry Potter's popular, I ain't gonna watch him. I think okay. it took me like I think it took me like fifteen years before I would watch the Harry <laughs> Potter movies just because I was like, Oh, this shit's popular, fuck it. I don't wanna watch it. My See, my I, fiance I, is the same way. That's one thing we have in common. If something becomes too popular, we're like, nah, I don't I'm not interested. I get that. There's definitely there's definitely been a few times though at like Twitch specifically where it's like, oh I'm gonna play this game and I'll go on like uh Twitch and I'll be like, Oh wait, there's thirty thousand people watching that. Eh. Nope. <laughs> Smaller game. Yeah, I, th- I think I've always been a contrarian that way. It's also kind of sad, too, because a lot of those Darwin streamers, they swap to Realm Royale, and then that just helped kill Darwin even more. Oh. What house are you, Jimmy Navio? Are you talking about... Uh, um, Harry Potter? Yeah. What uh, house are you guys, no. by the way? If we're going to be ultra nerds, uh, what house are you? Um, show me yours, and I won't we, show you mine. Are we going by the official Harry Potter house quiz? Yes. Of course. Is there Not just like what you think it? you are, like I mean, the you, actual quiz. If you go to the Potterverse, there's a real thing. Yep. It's legit. I don't know if I've ever done that. This, this was, a, this was actually a relationship requirement because um, my girlfriend <laughs> a, a, a Potterhead. It was a relationship requirement that I do uh, all the quizzes on there to find my, my, whatever, my animal, my house, and my, like, wand. Yeah. I think I only did the house one. I, I didn't know there were other ones. I'm probably going to go do those. Yeah, there's other ones. Afterwards. They're pretty solid. Oh, this, wait, the sorting hat? What is it? Yeah. I don't know. Where should I be going? I sorting don't know. Hat. Start with the sorting hat. Fist bump Zoe. Sorry, with the chat. Yeah. Ravenclaw Raven. for life. Absolutely. There you go. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Is there, is there someone have a link? I need there, a link. Jimmy better not be Ravenclaw as well. I need That's, a link. Well, I'm going to do the survey live on the stream right now. You should do it right now. I I've, I don't think I've ever done this before. All right, does somebody have a link? I'm looking it up. Pottermore quiz, I think is what it is. Pottermore. Oh, I think that's okay. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, shit. She got banned because you posted the link. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you a regular so that doesn't happen. Regulars add that bishop girl. All right. You're regular Some people now. only want to help Jimmy. And then night no, um, you night can post bonus. links nice all day on the spot. You can post links all day now. There you go. Pottermore.com. Fortunately, you have to join, but I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to like confirm an email or anything. So it could be a, a shitter. Yeah. Oh, wait, never mind. You do have to verify an email. Oh wait. Well, I thought. Yeah, I don't remember. So I'll just, just go do with your, whatever you say. Do to your go. email plus. Pottermore, do not use this email again at Gmail. Yeah, I know the plus trick. Oh, you have to create an account for this shit? Yep. I do mean, it. how else are they going to sell you the personalized Harry Potter merch, Jimmy? They have to send you the email Actually, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, right, you want I'll the do documentation, I'm do this right? off stream real quick. You want the receipt? I'm a Ravenclaw for reals. <laughs> you guys be, be proud nerds. of me, Mom. I don't even know what that means. By the time I took it, it's because so for some reason, so many people I had met had asked me that. And I was like, 
this just, is it just became destiny yeah it was like this is too specific to not do it by this point so i said screw it i'll take the test and finally figure this out what are you hufflepuff <laughs> no i was also ravenclaw that's why I was nice like, three of us that oh i didn't i didn't hear that dang hell yeah james Jimmy, jimmy's got to be the one to break the mold here oh i'm sure oh, no, he's no, either I'm... I, I guarantee you he's either slytherin or hufflepuff I'm Which going. Two completely I'll different houses, I'm going. That's just what I feel. That's my that's my guess. Have you seen Jimmy's face? It's it's too round to be that evil. Can't be it's, Slytherin. It's a, he's my a first guess he's is Hufflepuff. My second is Slytherin, just on the off chance that he's like secretly some devious individual. I'm pretty I'm pretty passive. So I don't know. Okay, Hufflepuff, then there we go. I'm not a fight I'm a lover, not a fighter. You're a Hufflepuff then, for sure. The test itself is actually pretty good. It's not like, do you prefer being the captain of the football team, reading a book, talking to snakes, that kind of, <laughs> those kind of quizzes? Talking to snakes. All right, so where's this, uh, Where's the actual... I'm on the website. Yeah, it's the first one. Join your Hogwarts house. It's Be actually pretty legit. Honestly, All it's right. really well done. All right, so am I doing the begin the experience? Oh, here we go. Yay! Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's the one on the right. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Moon or stars? What? Ooh. That's already a hard question. See, it's good. It's a good quiz. Really gets in your butt. I'm going to have to go with stars. Let's see. Uh, which of the following do you find more difficult to deal with? Hunger or cold or loneliness or boredom? Being ignored? Alright, here we go. Uh, what are you most looking forward to learning at Hogwarts? There's so many options. I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, just make uh, a choice, Jimmy. If you, if you were going to Hogwarts, what are you looking forward to? What's your first thing? What's the best answer to this question? I just retook it and got Ravenclaw again. It's affirmed. How would you like nice. to be known in history? The wise, the good, the great, or the bold? Oh my Pro god, those guys, those are so close together that it's definitely... Four goblets are placed before you. Which would you choose to drink? The foaming frothing silvery liquid that sparkles as though containing ground diamonds... A smooth, thick, richly purple drink that gives off a delicious smell of chocolate and plums. <laughs> Ooh, chocolate and plums sounds delicious. The gold liquid so bright that it hurts the eye, which is a sunspot dance all around the room. The mysterious black liquid that gleams like ink and gives off fumes that make you see strange. Ooh, that one sounds like intoxicating. Probably this yummy one. Mmm. <laughs> One of our housemates has created oh, Jesus. cheated in Hogwarts exam by using self spelling quill and now it's top of the what happened. He draws you to the side after lessons. What do you do? Lie and say you don't know. Tell Professor Flitwick that he ought to ask your classmate. 
Tell Professor Flick the truth. If your classmate is prepared to win by cheating, he deserves to be found out. You would not wait to be asked. You would, if you knew that somebody, you would tell. I would probably do one of these. I'd probably like leave it up to the classmate to I wouldn't lie for them but the classmate's got a he's got a I think uh, like I I wouldn't lie for him but I wouldn't rat on him either it's got to be one of these two like he's I he's got to come clean on his own Choose the one that's closest to what you would do. I know! It's hard! Exactly. I'm trying to think! Alright, I'm doing this one. Uh, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Probably a cat. Ooh, Tabby you Cat got or other options. Cat. Ten options. Wait. Jesus! What is Ginger? Nah, not a gin Gingers are, are only have... They don't have a soul. <laughs> Probably a black cat. We're just. I'm not even going to look at the rest. It's black cat. Left or right? Fucking right, duh. <laughs> Hufflepuff! Oh, called it. Alright, apparently I'm a Hufflepuff. Suck on my the cheese. question has been answered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for forcing me to do the quiz because I would not have known otherwise. So wait, I must have missed this whole phenomenon so you're you guys are saying that this has been a thing for a while and that mm -hmm. like most people have taken this quiz i've never this is the first time i've ever taken this quiz before i gotta say it's probably been around for like 10 years almost or it's That's been a long time because i took it like three or four years ago and from what i could tell it had been around for years before then that's super interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, it's one of those things that has been around for as long as, like, since Harry Potter's been popular. But I think, like, this official, like, quiz hasn't been around, like, quite as long. But it's <laughs> been around pretty long. Came out in 2011. See, right there. there the Bishop Girl. Uh, I'm going to have to say that Harry Potter, the books came out when I was, like, a senior in high school. So, this quiz has not been around as long as Harry Potter has been around. Because I remember even when the books came out, every like I had friends in high school that were like, "Oh, you got to read these books." The books came out in two thousand. Yeah. So yeah, I was seven years. I was a senior in high school in two thousand two. Dang. I'm 34 years old, and I remember I had friends who were like, "Holy shit, you got to read these books!" And I was like, "Nah, fuck it, they're too popular." <laughs> I'm gonna read so, something say, else. I'm gonna read the Rangers Apprentice. <laughs> no, I'm a nonfiction guy. I've read. I'm. I read mostly nonfiction. So there's very little fiction that I read. If it is, it's sci-fi. So nice. Anyway, um, yeah. I apparently I'm Hufflepuff. I don't know what that means, but I'm. I'm. Does that mean I'm nice? Am I a um, nice person? Okay. Uh, click on more about my house. It means now whenever you close your webcam to vape, you can say you're huffing la puff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do Hufflepuffs, uh, do they, 
Never mind. Not can it's not canon, but we're pretty sure. Like there, I remember they're, the book. They're, do they smoke? Do they smoke the ganja? Probably. Sure. They're pro of the houses. They would be the ones to smoke the most. Um, I, but, I believe the the one in charge of them was like the botanist person. Oh like, yeah, all the plants. Shit, all the drugs <laughs> synthesized. But um, the the gist of it is kindness, goodness. Um, um, compassion, caring for your fellow man, that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess that sounds right. What do you get? I mean, I don't want to. It, it feels weird to say you're, that about you're, myself. You're a Hufflepuff. Let's just. All right. You're a, you're you're a dirty you got, Hufflepuff. You got those smiles and those cheeks. Or a clean Hufflepuff. I don't know. I, I don't think Hufflepuffs are particularly dirty. I think they're just sort of the, the, the good nature. I mean, I do uh, I do enjoy the occasional uh, herb, but like rarely. I think so. I think the worst crime a Hufflepuff has ever committed was eating the entire thing of Oreos in one sitting. Yeah, they're very like goodness, guilty as charged, for the most part. If there's milk involved, I will fucking destroy a pack of Oreos. <laughs> I love Oreos so much. All right, man. Well. I think I think we're close to the end. Um, this has been probably one of my favorite podcasts that we've done. Podcast number ten will go down in history. You guys have been awesome. I've really enjoyed all of this. I, I've never taken this quiz before. I've never talked so extensively about Gungeon before. I had a blast, dude. This is yeah, no. so much fun. This is a the, lot of fun. Red Marsh, you might be you might have to come back. Honestly, if I'm not like forbidden, I would come back <laughs> as often as you want me to, man. <laughs> this was so much fun. Good. I'm glad. I'm as glad long as you're you. not tired of my voice yet, then yeah, for sure. No, yeah, yeah. no you're, I, you're an angel. DTF, yeah. bro. Mm. I was... D, DTP, down to podcast. <laughs> I mean DTF and P. I mean, well, you know, down to fucking podcast. We or we, down we, to fuck we, and podcast. We live by the thirty percent rule around here. If you don't know the thirty percent rule, I'll explain it later. But uh, please, mo- most people most most people are at least thirty percent gay. That's what I've decided. <laughs> so probably just just gonna put that out there. <laughs> sure. Um. And that too tall. I'm so glad that we got to be on a podcast together. I'm 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 so happy we were able to uh, fillet each other's ears with our voices. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, my co-host James Twenty Eight. I know he was dealing with some family background noise, but uh, he always has plenty to contribute. Uh, James Twenty Eight. If you want to post your uh, your YouTube and and your Twitter and stuff. Let the people know he's he's my trusty co-host. He's been with me from podcast number one up until now. He's a good dude. He's a nice guy, and he's uh, there. There's a there's a there's a lady James out there somewhere, but he doesn't talk about her much. I want to one of these days. One of these days, we're gonna find out more about the other half of James. <laughs> but uh, nice. <laughs> I have quite a bit of gay, that bishop girl said. 
Maybe that bishop girl will need to be a guest on the podcast so we can find out more about the... That bishop girl is a friend of mine, and she's definitely an interesting person worth having on the podcast. All right. She is definitely a good amount gay. (laughs) Mini, See, we're bringing the truth out right now. Mini Drew says 45%. That's bordering on 50%. So that's that's uh, not quite halfway. <laughs> I would say maybe 35, 30% gay. Like, Look I could this conversation. Things, By the way, this conversation would not have exi- this conversation we're having right now would not have existed in 1999. The fact that we can all mm-hmm. just admit that, like, we just got a would, little gay. Like, okay. you know, like human beings are beautiful. Like, a good set of titties, a good a good penis, a good ass. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like we're all just like, yeah, sure, why not? Like it's 2018. We can oh, all just watch. say that. <laughs> you know, like like beauty is beauty, skin is skin. Who gives a shit? That's true. For this, for the most part, yeah. Most people, you know, people aren't being murdered left and right anymore. which is honestly when you say it out loud is the most ridiculous sounding thing ever really i'm down i like dicks die (laughs) what i'm gonna murder you for liking dicks how dare you suck my dick first and then by the way so when i end the podcast right now i'm getting i'm going to raid and host uh a friend of mine who is a future he's going to be on the podcast i'm in communications with him super cool dude he plays a lot of card games his name is ilian uh i l y o n underscore ilian he's gonna not gay i've been talking to ilian for a couple weeks now about being a guest (laughs) on the podcast he's a partnered streamer super chill dude he's into punk rock uh that's his name we're going to raid him right now. And I think probably I have a decision to make. Either he's we're going to have to do a podcast on a day other than Wednesday or we're going to have to wait until sometime in August. But he's going to be a guest on the podcast. Super, super cool dude. So when I raid him right now, make sure everybody here shows him some love. Drop a bucket. Say Jimmy Navia loves you. Uh let let's let's let Ilian know that uh, that he is much appreciated. Seriously, like a super nice guy. So we'll we'll go drop a raid on Ilian right now, and I hope you guys all have a great night. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you come back next Wednesday. Um, I'll keep you posted. If you're not in the Discord, please join the Discord so you can be up to date. Because occasionally things come up. Sometimes we have to cancel or shift things around. So join the community. Come hang out. Uh, thank you, Red Marsh. Thank you so much, That Too Tall. It's been a blast, and uh, hopefully we can do more of these in the future. You guys are always welcome back. Hit me up anytime if you want to be a guest. But I think we're going to go say hi to Ilian right now. And, Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. And, uh, yeah, uh, sell out command. Let me do that one time. If you if you got to buy something on uh, – I got I, – you know – Make a little money on the side. If you if you got to buy something on Amazon, if you're buying a Humble Bundle, if you want to buy a t-shirt, use those links right there. And hope you all have a great night. Thank you for being here. Thank you, anyone who's here from the Red Marsh community or That Too Tall's community. 
I love you guys, and thank you for everything. It's been, it's this seriously. This has been probably one of my favorite podcasts that we've done. It's been, it's been awesome. So let's go, let's go give Ilian some love. <laughs>